Happy Christmas, you horrible cunts. Hope you empty Santa's sack and drink so much you shit yourself. Oh, and Happy New Year. Hopefully next year isn't as big a pile of wank as this one. Now fuck off and get pissed. Lots of love, James. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living... Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I am one of your hosts, Steve Simon. I'm Kate Rambeau. Merry Christmas there, Kate. Don't. Let's just be over Christmas now. Can Too late. It's Christmas. It? It's the holiday show spectacular. We're celebrating well, all true. the holidays on this show. Kwanzaa, <laughs> Hanukkah, Chrismaco. What's the... Uh, Chrismaco? The What's Chrismaco? Chrismica. It's a, it's a combination for like for uh you know uh, non-Jewish and Jewish parents like they do both they do Hanukkah and Christmas. Oh, well, they just like, like throw it into like a big mash and like that's yeah they call it Chrismica. It's like they just kind I've of do never a combo heard of, of both. Yeah, that's a thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's an American thing. What's mm-hmm. the one that the uh, the Arabs do like Eid or something? Eid, but that's Eid. like two times. They have that. That's yeah. That's Islam, isn't it? So it's the holiday show spectacular part one. It's your first holiday show. I always, we always kind of do it in like two parts. We do like, um, well, kind of, I mean, we always kind of just, it depends on who's available. And so we, we split it up. We usually do it in two parts. And then, uh, so next week we'll have like, uh, you know, more of an ensemble cast of characters. But this (laughs) week, uh, we do have a special guest coming up. Um, we also have some, uh, Christmas stories, some, uh, Christmas phone calls. I'm not going to tell you who called in, but it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, you can find out. Uh, the the mystery of whether or not Big Jer got a Christmas tree this year. That's coming up. <laughs> That's coming up. But first, um, just talking about Christmas, you know, Kate, I got to say, this is the best Christmas I have had in years. Best Christmas I've had in years. I'm just drinking. Just drinking, you know, drinking good whiskey. I got some Templeton rye. I've been listening to Motorhead all day because, you know, it's well, Lenny's it birthday. Is, it is the birth of a king. Smoking weed. Eve. No girlfriend, no girlfriend's family. I see. I don't know why you make this a thing. Like honestly, every boyfriend I've ever had, when they're like come around to spend Christmas with my family, all you have to do, D, is very firmly say no, and that's it. Do you know what? It makes it weird. It makes it weird. I I tried to do that. I did that the first year, and then it was weird. And then like her mother called me and told me how much it meant to her that I was there. And then it was just like, it's not like I have anything. She knows all I'm going to be doing is sitting at home listening to Motor- Motorhead, drinking Templeton rye. It's your holiday if that's weed. what you want to spend it doing. Then you spend that doing wow. that. I have had this Christmas argument with so many boyfriends now that I'm done with it. And I, too, embrace just doing whatever the fuck I like on Christmas Day. Thank well, you it's, it's been holiday. amazing for me. I've been, you know, I haven't Good. had to deal with the You've girlfriend's family. I ordered uh, kosher Chinese food from uh, Genghis Khan across the street. There's yeah. a kosher Chinese <laughs> restaurant across the street. A, open, obviously. A real Jew. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a typical Jew. I got uh, Chinese food on Christmas. So, uh, yeah, it's been one of the best Christmases I've had in years. What have you been up to uh, this this Christmas holiday there, Kate Rambo? Well, I worked. Worked like an absolute fucking dog. Uh, was averaging 35,000 steps a night. And then Damn. I passed out on Christmas Eve, slept for 15 hours. 
I had two whiskeys and passed out like I was in my 60s, like an old drunk dad. Your body was just probably tired. Yeah, I was fucking over it. And then Christmas day, just just do what I do every year. Like, because I live alone, I cook for myself every night of the year. Christmas day, I usually just kind of like take it easy. I just get in like loads of middle class foods like olives and like cheeses and then i just like tomorrow i'm definitely going to watch some timothy dalton bonds that's my main plan some for timothy dalton bond movies yeah 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 isn't it like uh it's got to be almost christmas there yeah we're yeah, actually recording the show christmas eve but i think it's christmas uh your time this is my time, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, so Christmas. tell me, what is a typical, not your Christmas, because obviously your Christmas, you're the the antithesis of Christmas. But what's a typical UK Christmas like? Like, is Christmas Eve more important <laughs> than Christmas Day? Like, when do they do the family dinner? Like, how does it work over there? It is different for everyone because uh, my last ex, they all opened their presents midnight Christmas Eve. Boom, it was like a done thing. So then you woke up the next day and you could just relax with all your new stuff. You know, that's got to put a lot of pressure on Santa. So he's got to get the gifts there before midnight. When does he come down the chimney? Whenever the fuck he wants. Because he's not real, D. I know, but that would shatter the illusion for the kids. (laughs) Like If I was a kid, I'd be like, well, fuck that. I know who's giving me these gifts. If I, this is another reason I'm not going to have children. Because if I had kids, number one, Christmas is not happening. And from the very moment they start asking about it, I'm telling them that Santa is fake. It's a corporate holiday. We're not religious in this household. Christmas, not being celebrated. Would you get them a gift for the holidays? Or would you just say no gifts, no special food? Little brats can have gifts all the year long. Christmas Day, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to go and sit on a beach on Cuba together. That's what we're going to do. We're I all going to have you coffee. never have kids. Well, I'm not planning <laughs> on it to be because of how killers. I will treat them. <laughs> well, I would be impressed and I would write a book if they did. Yeah, they would definitely grow up to be serial killers. So typically, then when do they do the family dinner if they're opening the gifts? Do they do the family dinner on Christmas Eve? No, Christmas Day is usually, come on, you've been to Goy Christmases. It's Christmas Day, isn't it? But it all depends on like what time your family likes to, like my family, this is the only good thing I liked. The very rare times I attended my family's Christmas, we would always have the dinner very late on. It would be like four or five, when the which I think is right. You should not be eating a big fucking meal at like, like- Two in the PM. afternoon. No, definitely not. No, I'm against it. My, I'm my so one against. ex who had like kind of a white trash family and her, her Christmases mm-hmm. were kind of fun. They would do like a big family meal Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, they'd yeah. just sit around, open gifts, and just get drunk all day. And just well, that's and... Boxing Day. I always preferred Boxing Day because my mum would what put day on is a big boxing buffet. Day? The 26th. Oh, so Boxing Day is when you sit around and just kind of hang out. Yeah, and like all the extended family would come around and like my mum would put on a buffet. My dad would usually get his drum kit out and there would be like, you know, his band would come over and there would be a party. Boxing Day is definitely the party day. I like Boxing Day. So is is Christmas like a big drinking holiday in uh, the UK? Um, It was for, for my family. Well, for me and my dad, it is. <laughs> no, but I mean, for most families, like most people go yeah. out to the bar on Christmas Eve or the pub. Christmas Eve, you go to the pub, yeah. Some pubs are open on Christmas Day, so some people go to the pub. Boxing Day is a big pubbing day. You definitely go to the pub on Boxing Day. Um, yeah, fuck the COVID, taking all that away. So normally Christmas, because here, like here, I don't think, I think most Gentiles are with their family on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Maybe Christmas Day, mm-hmm. they might fuck off and go to the bar. But like that was one of my favorite things to do on Christmas Eve, is uh, in the tenderloin. Me, my sister, 
I remember Wackerly, because Wackerly would, would uh, not, often not go home to his parents in Michigan over Christmas. He'd go like a few weeks later. And so we would yeah. just go out and just go hit up all the dive bars and the tenderloin and just kind of gaze upon the dispossessed while we were just getting drunk. Because, I mean, you would see just like some of the most unfortunate, sad, downtrodden people like, you know, because Christmas it makes Stop people Stop talking lonely. about me like that. Oh, I loved it. I loved it when you just see like someone crying at the bar and we're just doing Never. shots. But I mean, it was, it was a blast uh, to do that. And here in L.A., I mean, you could. I mean, usually there's not that many people out. You'll see a lot of Jews out and about. Um, yeah. But there's not that many people. So that's why I was wondering if uh, Christmas, if people drink on Christmas Eve or do they drink on all three days or three nights? Like, how does it work? Do you know what annoyed me? Somebody, uh, you know, everyone's talking at work about what you do in the show because things are weird. And I was like, I'm doing nothing. I'm not making any food. I'm not doing anything. Well, I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm doing nothing. I'm not making a food. I don't celebrate Christmas. Don't have a tree up. I've got nothing going on. And she went, that's really sad. I was like, right. So the other 364 days of the year where I'm doing nothing and I'm making my own food, that's not sad to you. But suddenly because it's a fake ass holiday, you feel sad for me. I was like, fuck you. I don't want your pity. Enjoy your fast fun with your fucking family that you do not like, that you bitch about to me nonstop, lady. I love the antipathy towards Christmas. <laughs> feed the hatred. Feed I it, Lord Vader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, me and your sister, with uh, our I'm hatred of Christmas, it. we could be like the ultimate Grinches. Do you equally hate Hanukkah or do you just not care about Hanukkah? I obviously hate Hanukkah because I think there is a Jewish problem that needs to be addressed. <laughs> <laughs> feed the anger, feed the <laughs> hatred. Um, so how drunk did your drunk dad get on Christmas? Like how would he just get blottoed, like pulling his pants down, taking a shit on the floor drunk? No, my dad is a classy drunk. He would never do that. Um, would that have ruined Christmas or whatever? He'd be like, oh, there he goes again. Actually... The la- one of the last Christmases is when he had the uh, the cancer and was dying. That was like the worst Christmas. Yeah, that's but not a still, fun Christmas. He still he still got drunk. Oh, well, good still for had him. A, he had a, he had some champagne and was I'll like, "Drink to drunk dad." Hi, yeah, drunk to, dad. So, is that your eggnog there? Tell uh, Merry tell Christmas. The, tell the Brits what the uh, the eggnog is. Oh, eggnog. Uh, mm. Yeah, well, we talked about we talked we talked about on the, uh, the we had a know, deep in depth discussion yeah, about and the show especially me Wackley me and Seal. your brother are very fond of uh, nutmeg. Um, I you know I don't I, I seriously I think it's just whipped up eggs and cream, and I put uh, I put Jameson in mine, but I think most people drink it with rum and they put some nutmeg on it. But yeah. you guys, I, I think it's kind of like a like what a posset used to be. Like posset used to be a drink. In, no, it's a uh, lovely England. dessert. A lemon now it is, posse. but I think originally it was like a, a beverage. I think that's kind of what eggnog was. So I think right. we took it from your pill or your, I don't know, whenever you came over to America, you brought it and we just took it. Right. So a tea, a tea is not wanted there, but this fucking egg drink is wanted. Yeah, I think it's You fucking, Americans, it's you pick gross. and choose your history, don't you? <laughs> but I, drink it, I drink it, you know, just one year you know, yeah. or one day a year, you know. Mm-hmm. So drunk dad would get pretty drunk. What was his drink of choice? Uh, whiskey. A whiskey? He would just pretty much just be drinking straight whiskey? His other, yeah, whiskey and his, yeah, straight whiskey. And his other drink of choice was, because he used to send me to go and buy his booze when I was old enough, was um, white wine. Anything that's on offer, don't spend white more than wine. a fiver. Wow, that was five his favorite white, white wine. wine. Anything that was on offer, though. So you had to look. So I'm very, very, very good at picking wine now because I have had like 20 years experience of picking wine. For my dad. 
So did he just celebrate with your family or did he celebrate with a second family too? Oh, one of his many, many fuckers. <laughs> did he have several? <laughs> I thought you told me that because we were talking about it up there and you're like, oh yeah, you had, had a couple families. He, no, well, no, he definitely had affairs, whether he has secret families. Um, he did, <laughs> yeah. We're all strangers in my family. God knows what it, what we all do on Christmas Day. You don't know what, you don't know why I think you feel this way because drunk dad never dressed up in a Santa suit. Did he? No, he didn't. <laughs> and it would be great though. He'd just been in a Santa suit, like fucking reeking of gin. Oh, so he'd oh, been like oh, Billy, <laughs> Billy Bob Fonten, basically, is my dad. <laughs> Bad Santa. Yeah, that that's pretty much that's kind of what I you know because I haven't seen a picture of your dad, but I kind of picture your dad to look like Bad Santa on Christmas. It didn't. It's actually my dad's. Would have been my dad's birthday on the twenty eighth. So I'll send you oh. a picture. All right, I'll, I'll have to see that. I'll maybe put it on the sick and wrong group so everyone can see drunk stuff. So when you were a young kid, um, did you hate Santa? Or did you hate Santa? Do you hate Christmas as much? I definitely, my feelings towards hating Christmas definitely started around, I think I remember about 12 or 13, my mom asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I said, a divorce. Ooh. I want you to get divorced. And, and she didn't. She said, did she and I think that's you? Pro- you insolent no, child. No, my mum my is a kind lady. Uh, but she's just an idiot for staying married to a man when they were not in love. If there was a studio alcoholic. audience, they would have been like, ooh, <laughs> if they heard that, heard you say that, yeah. you know? <laughs> ah, it's a, it's a, such insolence. But did you, okay, when you were really young, though, did you believe in Santa? Like, what did you, what was the deal? What did you think of Santa? Yeah, I, I did believe in Santa, but I also don't remember the moment. People have like stories about like, and then I heard that Santa wasn't real and my heart broke into, I don't remember that. I don't remember. But ever. what did you think Santa was? Like, did you think he was an elf? Did you think he was a human who enslaved elves? Like, what did you think he, what, what did you think that construct was? I did not think he was an elf. But now I want to think he's an elf. Is he an elf? That like, what sense. is he? I think that's, I thought they said he's like a jolly fat elf. He's just a fat dude in a. So he's human. A, yeah, he's a human, isn't he? Saint Nick, in a a fat dude in a suit, wiggles down your chimney. But does he exploit the elves, or does he have some kind of trade agreement with them? No, he exploits animals. Well, yeah, he does. That's for sure. That's for fucking sure. So did did your parents try to maintain the illusion that there's a Santa? Like, you know, the gifts are going to come and Santa's going to Or did they just not even do the charade? Well, yeah, parents do that whole thing of like, well, if you're naughty, Santa's not going to come and bring you presents, is he? Did your parents try that? Try to pull that? Of course they will have done. My mom had three children at the age of five. I think she definitely tried to pull that. Get a divorce, bitch. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, so, so then... You, when I'm talking when you were like eight or nine years old, did you think like, yeah, Santa's going to come, like this is the thing? And other kids, did other kids Stop also think- Stop talking about Santa's come. <laughs> the, well, actually, I think that's what eggnog is. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, did, was it a thing? Because I find it interesting because me, my mom explained it to me. At, like I think I've talked about this on the show. At a very early age, like, no, it's something Christians believe. It's not a real thing. No, don't worry about Good. it. Well, because you're inundated with that. You know, I, you yeah. know, obviously I moved to South Africa when I was like five. And even there, mm-hmm. they celebrate Christmas. But in America, it's like, you know, it's, it's very Christian, especially like we were in Alabama and Louisiana and Florida. And so I was just like, well, this is some fucking bullshit. 
these Christians are getting a gift from this like fat guy in the red suit, not going and giving gifts to the Jewish kids. I got to get fucking gifts from like, you know, from the fucking uh, rabbi and like chocolate coins and like a pair of socks. Like this is, this is bullshit. There's something going on. So I remember asking my mom just like, what the fuck is up with this? bitch like how come Santa doesn't come to Jews and so she was she just explained it to me I, obviously I didn't say it like that but she explained it to me she's like no it's something Christians believe in it's not real it's you know it's it's their parents giving them gifts so, so when I was in school like all these kids were you know celebrating I, was, I had to have been like in kindergarten maybe first grade and I was just like you know all these kids are doing this and I was like you know he's not real he's it's your parents they make this up it's it's not real and so the teacher like took me down to the principal's office and my mom had to come pick me up. I remember this too. Cause she, she used to remind me of it. But my mom was just like, the, the principal's like, he's causing all sorts of chaos here. Like we can't, <laughs> we can't have this going on. And my mom's like, you're not supposed to say that to them. That's what they believe. And I was like, but you said it was a lie. And she's like, okay, well there's lies. And then there's uh-huh. beliefs that people have. And you have to respect that. These kids think it's real. I was like, but it's not real. She's like, we don't think it's real. They think it's real. I was like, but they're being lied to. She's like, but that's that's just how, how you need to accept it. And I, then I realized at that point, that's pretty much what religion is. You know, yes. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. you're being lied to. And you just kind of go along with it so, so you don't hurt someone else's feelings. Anyway, yeah, but it's that- not like Santa's religious, though, is he? Most of the people who celebrate Christmas, I'd say like 99 fucking percent of them nowadays, aren't religious. They won't go to church on Christmas. No, I don't think so. Like, but they, but they, you know, the Santa thing. I just wonder, like, at what point does Santa just kind of, the kids realize that it's just a, it's think, just a thing that parents yeah. make up. Like well, obviously, thing. Jewish children are the ones who tell you in school. Well, we ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the evil Jews. Again, I'm talking about the Jewish problem. There you go again. Ruin it. Ruin it. <laughs> the Gentiles. Can't, have it, can't even have any holidays without the Jews coming along. Oh, don't, don't even get me started on the Easter Bunny, all right? <laughs> but anyway, um, the reason I brought up Santa is because I often wondered, like, is he an elf? Is he a human? What's the relationship with elves? And that kind of led me to uh to seek out their or to contact our special guest for this week and so a special guest uh for this holiday show is an icelandic seer named raga who is able to communicate with the elves of iceland and the other huda folk they're called hidden folk mm. um i'm not making this up people this is i, I saw a documentary called the seer in the unseen She's the subject of this documentary. And she's, you know, this this Icelandic woman who's actually like her job. Like she's consulted by construction companies in Iceland before they build roads to make sure they're not going to like pave over an elf village or a temple or something. And so, yeah, she's in this documentary called The Seer and the Unseen. And so I just emailed them. And oftentimes, you know, I, I don't say the name of the show. Because, you know, sick and wrong can scare, scare someone off. But she gets back to me. She got back to me. She's like, I'm very interested in uh, coming, on the, coming on the show. And so I did a little bit of research. 62% of the Icelandic population believe that the existence of elves is more than just a fairy tale. Isn't it also 62% of the population of Iceland are stoned? There's a lot of stoners in Iceland. There could be a correlation there. Yes, I think the, the two might be. Linked. I wonder if Raga gets stoned. I, I didn't ask her that. Oh, but next time, elves <laughs> and uh, the hidden folk and things like that are, are part of the Icelandic culture. 
And so there are, she's not the only seer. There's other seers in Iceland that, uh, that, mm-hmm. that can communicate with the parallel dimension where the elves live. So yeah, I reached out to her and she was okay. She was cool with coming on the show to chat about the hidden folk of Iceland. And maybe we can find out what the deal is with Santa and the elves. Like, is there a trade agreement? Is it a sweatshop situation? <laughs> if anyone's going to know, it's going to be Raga. So, so let's, uh, let's play this interview here with Raga. Hi, Raga. How are you? It's uh, D and Kate here. Hi. You're doing good. So I I was real quick, I was wondering, (laughs) how do you pronounce your full name? Ragnhildur. Ragnhildur. Okay. Yeah. I was was like, this is going to be tough for an American to pronounce. I'll I'll go with Raga if if that's okay. Raga is fine. (laughs) Okay. so, So, Raga, I read that you're a seer who possesses second sight. And you have an ability to communicate directly with um, like a parallel world almost of, of elves and other hidden folk. How long have you yeah. been able to do this? Well, at least this life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Other lives too. <laughs> but there's uh, the sensitivity. It comes in so many ways. It mm-hmm. can be, you know, um, dreaming so that you know what will happen. Mm-hmm. in the next two days or something. So there's all kinds of that, uh, yeah, in, in my ancestors' <laughs> lineage. So, so it ran yeah. in the family. So you, so, um, so when you were a child, were you able to communicate with elves? Yes. I have a friend, um, her name is Pulta. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is what we call uh, the species Hultefolk. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it means hidden beings or hidden people. Mm-hmm. They are very much like humans. Um, yeah, except for the physical body. And they're, they're not elves, but they're a different species in what we humans call the elf world. And this yeah. friend of mine, we've been friends all this life. I, I don't remember anything else. I started talking about her uh, as soon as I started talking. My my parents said I of course don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but but you I, could you could I sense her. her <laughs> Do they speak Icelandic? Do they speak your language? Yes. Uh, in other countries, uh, elves and other beings that I met in other countries, they speak the language that is in that country. Uh, but they have sometimes. Um, different words for some things and they you know um they don't well our worlds are not exactly the same it it varies by region it sounds like like some of the ones like in europe so are there elves and and hidden folk all over the world like different kinds oh yes everywhere oh wow yeah and so so in iceland um, you know, a lot of, I've read that, you know, elves and hidden folk have, uh, played a pretty, you know, an integral role in the culture for, for centuries and, but over half the country still believes in their existence. So do, um, do people, like, do, do people take the idea of hidden folk very seriously in Iceland? Some, of course, not everyone. Mm-hmm. And some people tell me, please don't talk about elves, you know? Uh, but yeah, many people, they, it's like, um, 
they don't want to take the chance. I mean, if you if someone tells you, uh, don't disturb that stone because there is an elf family living there, mm-hmm. then you just don't take the chance. You don't want to do that, just in case. It's often like that. It's like, you know, with religion, you just don't want to... So almost like superstition in a way. Like you don't. What? Why? You know. What, why try to get bad luck if if you can avoid it? Yeah, you, sometimes. You, sometimes it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> Were your parents and friends and family? Did they all know that you had the ability? Um, I thought I was hiding it really well when I found out not everyone was seeing the same things I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I met. Um, people that were with me in school when I was a kid. And they, you know, after I decided to talk out, out loud about this mm-hmm. weirdness, um, they said, yeah, we always felt there was something different about you and laughed. I I, I thought I was hiding this wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so is it easier for a child to see the, the elf, the elves and the hidden folk? Yes, it is. Maybe because they're recently here in this physical body, but also no one has told them they're not supposed to see this. <laughs> yeah, they, they have an open mind. They've been tainted yeah, by the world. See yet. what they see, and yeah. So, do they live? Do the hidden folk like live in communities? Like, how many of them will tend to live together? Is it like families? Is it like little towns that they all live in? Um, there are so many different types of elves and hildebrand mm-hmm. and uh, dwarfs and you know whatever words we have for them in different countries. Some of them like to live in big communities. Um, like there, I remember this uh, dwarf town, <laughs> but there is one entrance into the town, and then there are like many houses, and they have community center where they work together. Mm-hmm. Um, while others want to live completely alone, um, often that's uh, medicine people and um, seers and wise persons and different like that. Hmm. So, do the do all the hidden folk like the dwarves, the elves, and, and the other ones, the trolls, things like that? Do they all live together, or do they live in separate communities? Like the elves live with elves, dwarves live with dwarves. Yeah. Do they interact with each other? You many do not everyone. They can't all see each other. Yeah, it's like many different dimensions within the elf world. Just to make this more complicated, you know. Yeah. So (laughs) trying to wrap my head around it. (laughs) But there's um, uh, for instance, uh, this Pulta, my folk friend, uh, she lives close to where we live now, and she has different types of beings living uh, with her in that place. There are elves of different sizes and different types, and there are dwarves. And, uh, yeah. Is, and it, there is a troll very close by, a giant friend. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, do, what do the elves look like physically? Like, how tall are they? I've seen tiny little elves. Um just a few centimeters. Then there are uh, 30 centimeters, one and a half meter. Oh, okay, um, so they're larger ones. Up to maybe two or three meters, and then there are the giants they can be. 
Oh, they're elf giants, or are they oh, just? Oh wow! Oh, I didn't know that. How big are trolls? Mm. Have you ever seen a troll? Yeah, there is uh, this troll friend of mine in the mountain here. Um, he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> so are they are they friendly? Like, are they approachable? If you're, because because I'm I'm thinking they can see humans, right? But not all humans can see them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see like a troll, can you just go up and and say something in in Icelandic to them or say hi and they'll and they'll start a conversation? Some of them. They're um they're not all, you know, with the same character. It's just like mm -hmm. us humans. Yeah. You can walk up to a human and say, Hi, how are you? And they would, you know, they would <laughs> away and walk up, you know. Yeah, same but, kind of thing. Yeah, same kind of thing. What what type of food do they eat? The elves, they eat like food like uh, humans. Um, also, there because there are so many kinds, but there's um, many elves are farmers, also some dwarfs, uh, and they eat like eggs and and uh, occasionally some meat, especially the dwarfs. But there's some elves that um, only eat. Uh, plant-based food like vegetarian elves. vegans <laughs> uh but and there are even fairies that i saw that they don't eat anything they breathe they breathe in energy from the plants around them mm -hmm. and for festivities they eat a little honey Hmm. I, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> so have all these creatures been around on this planet longer than us? Uh, yeah, so they were here long before we were. Yes. Um, they have um, they have different uh, creation stories, just like we humans, depending on their beliefs or their faith. But it seems to me because I'm very curious and I ask them a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that they've been here longer than we humans. What what type of faith do they have? Do they believe in like a, a godlike figure? Yeah, or gods. Oh, they have different gods. types of faith. Some are even, uh, I've been into an elf, a Christian church. I also seen a, a Jewish temple. Of oh, and if there's elf Jews. I didn't even know that. They must be celebrating Hanukkah right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the beautiful lights. Yeah. And then, Festival of lights. And yeah. And Muslim jinn. I mean, there's, yeah, ah, different I types. Um, so are you, when you go to their communities, are you allowed, do you, do you ever have dinner like at their restaurants or are you, have you ever been to like one of their services? Yes. Oh, I was invited into this. What in Iceland there are many known uh, elf churches, as we human calls them. Call them. Mm -hmm. um, some have specific religion, but others have. Um, I don't know how to explain. Um, it's like they they don't care what you call uh, the the being or beings that you mm -hmm. believe in. So there were many different types of beings in that um, ceremony I was invited to. It was a wedding, beautiful wedding. Oh. Um, and yeah, many different types of beings in many dimensions. And they uh, th there were many different faiths. Mm -hmm. And they said that 
doesn't mind. It doesn't uh, change anything. That as they could all worship together. Believe in the light and doing good. That's oh. the main thing. So, do you know if a like a human or an elf have ever had like a relationship together? Like, could they like breed? Like, what would happen? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if there it's possible. There are many stories like that. Oh, there are. Oh, are there? Yeah, older stories and like mermaids and humans and um, an elf woman and a um, uh, seal skin or something. Mm. <laughs> and oh. yeah, there are many stories like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Have you ever seen a mermaid? Yeah. Oh, you have? Wow. Wait, we're, was the mermaid friendly? Because I've heard that they can kind of, they, they could be friendly. They can also be kind of vicious. Yeah, the one I met was friendly. Oh. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So I read that um, elves in, in Iceland, they are thought of as like caretakers of nature who live alongside humans. But that mm -hmm. if humans violate this boundary or this sacred pact, there could be serious repercussions, like serious consequences. So what, what is the pact that they, that they have? Like an um, agreement. Is there, is there an agreement? Yeah, there was when we humans moved here to Iceland. The first law was written in around 900, 930 or something. Mm -hmm. And one of those uh, laws was that um, we have to respect the beings of nature. And the, the people sailing in here had to take the dragon head of the Viking ship mm -hmm. so as not to scare or offend the, the beings of the, of the land. And if we honor the beings, they would uh, work with us. So basically, we all need to show respect and work together. But humans, they forget pacts and agreements all the time, as we know. Yes, sadly. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and so do, uh, so are there, are there consequences for this? Like do the elves or the hidden folk ever attack the humans or is there any kind of like war type of thing? There, have, there are many stories like that here, older stories. Um, usually they try to scare you first, uh, but well, I, I took part in this protest in 2013, and there was a road being made through a lava field. Um, and I was so scared because I saw these, uh, it was like an army of dwarves and then another army of trolls. I had never seen trolls inside the town. They're usually <laughs> up in the mountains. And I was really worried what they were gonna do to the humans. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. So I, I tried to talk them out of hurting anyone. Okay, come um, yeah, so th that was kind of what the, uh, I guess the central narrative of the documentary, the seer and the unseen. That's how I, I found out about you. Beautiful documentary actually. Um, but they were, yeah. they're talking about the, uh, your efforts and the, uh, the efforts of, of friends of lava, the organization from destroying this massive boulder that turned out not only was it like a, you know, a wonder of nature, but it was also an elf church and they were going to destroy it. The humans. Yeah. yeah. 
but when I told them what it was and um, explained to them uh, the the mayor of Gardabair and the this town there and mm -hmm. um, and the people from the road administration and the contractors uh, working on the road, uh, I, explain, I explained to them what it was and they decided now we can't destroy a church no way so they saved it oh good so do you and the, dwarves and the dwarves went away i was <laughs> <laughs> so do the business owners and the officials yeah they all went home so do the do the business owners and officials who are funding these projects you know especially on protected land do do they think you're you know, do they take you seriously or do they think you're you're a little insane with some of these theories? Like, how, how do they uh, respond when you're like, no, there's a whole group of dwarves there that, that live in this <laughs> fire, in this you know, lava church? Yeah, of course, some people just laugh, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, most people, because we are... Uh, know these stories since we were little kids mm -hmm. all of us here in iceland we hear these stories and whether we believe them or not uh like someone said we respect the possibility uh and we respect the the old faith or the old way of seeing things so they can also hide behind that <laughs> yeah they don't have to say that they believe but of course, some believe it. It doesn't matter if you're an official, you know, a mayor or just a woman with cats and chicken like I am. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can believe in elves. You can have seen an elf or dreamt an elf that came with a message or something. Or your grandmother told you stories of elves and you can't say that you don't believe your grandmother. So Do uh, a lot of um, like these... Uh construction projects um do the business owners consult with you and ask you if there's in any kind of elf communities before they build sometimes they do but there are many people around the country that um talk with elves too and and uh, are in touch with the uh, road makers and uh i'm often contacted when people are building new houses and when mm. machinery starts breaking down that's usually the key else mm -hmm. there. And when it gets serious, you know, they have new equipment, new machines, and they they keep breaking down. Oh, the, do the but elves they, sabotage yeah. the machines? Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. So they go in, they, you know, they stop them from actually building on the land. Yeah. And if they don't listen, it can get dangerous. But usually they start with, with this, uh, yeah, breaking down machineries. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that they, they, you know, they, they, they can retaliate to protect the land. Um, yeah. So are you still? That's how I contacted you was through uh, the the Friends of Lava, which I can't really pronounce the name. Is it Haranavinir? Haranavinir. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's. Um, and, and so is this a, 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 like an ecological organization that goes out and protects you know, um, you know, lava fields and protected land from, uh, from businesses? Yes. Uh, yeah, mainly lava fields, mm -hmm. but also we are now um, trying to protect uh, the water 
uh, resource. No, they want to uh, build too many or too much of or of uh, like electric the... lines, power lines hmm. over the water source. So you know that's what we are doing now and have for a few years. Well, yeah, the, the, I saw that the media refers uh, to it as an elf lobby, that lobby for the uh, the rights of the hidden folk. Yeah, but it just so happens that I'm um, leading the um, the group now these years, and yeah. I can see elves. But it's not that's not the the base of the group, you know. It's to protect the land. To protect the land. So we're the yeah. elves. In a lot of this land, I mean, there's, uh, you know, packs that this is protected land. Like, the, the government says it's protected, but the businesses still get contracts to build on it, despite the status of being protected. So it, it's great that there's an, an organization like yours. Um, so, Raga, real quick, uh, before we uh, wrap up here, I read that you published a book called What Does It Take to See an Elf, which you translated from a 900-year-old friend. Yeah, probably. Well, how how do you say the name? It's the name of the elf. Oh, and and so what is the uh, so does the book does the book explain how you see the elves or what you need to do to see an elf? It's like um, it's a little book, but with elves that are often smaller than we are, they have deeper wisdom and hidden in in the words or in between the words, there's a lot of magic. So it's a kind of meditation this book mm-hmm. interesting and it has beautiful messages do they ever teach you their magic yeah i'm not uh maybe good enough <laughs> oh you, you can't do you can't do anything can you do any spells <laughs> no i just pray <laughs> other people <laughs> but, but... it's a kind of spell isn't it <laughs> Are all the elves like? Are all they? Do they all know how to do magic? No, not oh. no, not everyone. They have medicine people, you know, or seers like we do. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could get a uh, like a treatment or something for the COVID. That would be kind of nice, like a cure. Do they do they have like cures to human illnesses? Yes, there's this elf friend of mine. She also lives close by. She gives me uh, recipes for herbal tea, oh. different kinds and uh, ointments and things like that, which is good for human bodies. They haven't given me the uh, cure for COVID. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that that would be helpful. <laughs> and I would like that. Um, so one more question here. What do you think of the allegations? I've heard allegations that Santa uses elves as slave labor in the sweatshops in the North Pole. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know. Let you... me tell you something. In Iceland, we have 13 Santas. 13? 13. 13. 13. Yes. Wow. Like called Jola or Jolats. Mm-hmm. So they all work together. Oh, okay. oh to, go, to go and deliver all the presents, I see. Yes. That's a lot yeah. of work for one guy, if you think it. About is a it. lot of work. It makes sense to have 13 of them. Do they all yeah. look the same, like a, you know, a jolly fat guy in a red suit? No. Our Yulats uh, are rather skinny, most of them. Well, some have maybe a yeah, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa Tommy. But um, they uh, they used to dress really uh, gray and brown, you know, wool and sheepskin shoes, things like that. Mm-hmm. But in the last century or so, they changed their style and now they dress in red and white. Oh. So right. they look better now. They're a little more stylish. Bit of color. <laughs> Bit of color. Yeah, yeah. we get like red leather pants or something. It's going to look cool. <laughs> um, so uh, so do, Yule, do the Yule lads work with the elves? Like, are they friends with the elves? Or do they just, or is it, you know, a separate thing? Well, they come from the elf world. Oh. They live oh. So, yeah. I have they read that Santa's that... an elf. Yeah. Okay. So they have elf helpers. Oh. Well, that's, well, it sounds like then it's helpers. Place. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, they're not like, you know, it's not a sweatshop or anything like that. So, uh, Raga, are you planning to celebrate the holidays with the elves? Like, have you ever done that? Yeah. Um, we celebrate the, the Christian version of uh, Yule, like we say in Iceland, Yule, of Christmas. But we mm. also celebrate the pagan version, the uh, winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Where we invite all the um, different beings into our sacred grove. Oh, well, so is it like a like a party, like a festival, where you eat food and drink beer and things like that? Drink tea, herbal tea, and yeah, oh. and you no know, talk with all the beings and maybe sing a little bit and light a fire. That sounds like a blast. Well, I hope you I hope you have a, a, a great new year and a, and a happy winter solstice. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Was, Thank was you. A lot of fun chatting Thank with you. you. And you can learn more about Friends of Lava by just going to uh, h-r-a-u-n-a-v-i-n-i-r.net. And you can also uh, see the, uh, the, the film. It's a documentary called The Seer and the Unseen at theseerandtheunseen.com. Uh, beautiful movie. Um, so, um, so definitely go check that out. Raga, thank you for uh, chatting with us. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Yeah. You too. Bye. So I totally forgot to ask her if, uh, eggnog is actually elf cum. I had that question she, written down, and I was going to, but then uh, she was such a nice lady. She's a very sweet lady. She's she's too nice, nearly, to have been on this sort of show. I I think if uh, she knew the name of the show, there's no way she would have come on. But she was so nice. She's like a nice grandma. She was grandma. so nice. Like a nice I know, grandmother. I want to go and like spend time with her at her house and have her point out where all the elves and the trolls and the dwarves are. There's a great scene in the movie where uh, some guy yeah. is like, I think he's going to build like a bank or something. And he's like talking to her and he's like, so are there elves over there? And she's like, yes, I see the elves. They're, they're right there. There's an elf house and there's an elf on the mushroom right there. And he's just looking like, and the camera pans, there's nothing there. And the, and the guy's looking, he's like, wow, okay. Had no yeah. idea. <laughs> But she was she she was cool and and so I, I broke down like a bunch of funny questions and I know because when we were talking I was just waiting because you were like I want to ask her like what an elf co- if an elf has a normal sized cock and I was waiting for you to ask about elf cocks but you chickened out too 
I had all these salacious questions <laughs> that I was going to ask her, but she was just so sweet and very cute. And I just thought, I don't want to offend this woman by asking her about what elf cum tastes or look, looks like. I mean, she kind of convinced me. I can use my me. imagination. Yeah. She kind of convinced me. I think she she actually believes it. Who, who are we to question her reality? Yeah. You know? I do regret not asking her about because she says that there are mystical beings all over the world, and I wanted to—I forgot to ask her about gorgons, and I wish—I wish I had now. Well, I think she I'll was never saying, not know. But I think she was saying yeah. that they're like geographically based, so like a. That's what I mean. But in, like, I want to know Arab if gorgons countries. exist in yeah. Greece. Are there? There must yeah, be. Yeah, but maybe there. in like Greece and the Mediterranean, that's where the gorgons live. Yeah, that'd be so cool if Gorgons existed. That's who I want to be when I grow up. I want to be but, but this woman, Brago, is a really nice lady. And you could tell, you could just tell, like, she really believes in this. And, and sometimes, like, I'll write out a bunch of questions. And sometimes I just, you know, I get a, Well, but yeah. also I get embarrassed when nice people like that find out that they were guests on such a vile podcast. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you never know. Maybe she'd be into it. I'm definitely going to send her a link and thank her for being on the show. But She was so, cute. Yeah, but sometimes you're, you're just kind of like, yeah, the show's called Sick and Wrong, and uh, we talk about horrible things. But you're a very nice lady, and thanks for being on the show. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that, but uh, check out the uh, the documentary, The Seer and the Unseen. You can learn a little bit more about Iceland and uh, Raga. Uh, people, Sick and Wrong Holiday Show Spectacular Part 1. We have some holiday news coming up next. Uh, we have some phone calls a little later in the show. One phone call, or two actually, one from Big Jer and one from my sister, Yes. Did they get a Christmas tree? You'll find out. Whoa. Here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. If you're not a Sick and Wrong patron, then you might be missing out on special phone calls like this one. Wait, and, yeah, uh, I can't believe you just do that for five grand. I would like to know how that. many women on the Patreon would let a man fart in their face for $5,000. <laughs> Most would say at least 10 At least a tenner At least 10 grand no, I think 5 grand is pretty reasonable To be, to be fair I mean Because it's only going to last a second Like if that And then it, it's also You know you've got that story in your back pocket To like bring out at family events and dinners Any family <laughs> event from then on You've got this hook in this time And Probably some of the women on the Patreon are married, and I imagine that their fart, fucking husbands just fart in front of them for free. Yeah, At but least probably I'm not what they're money. probably not what they're tossing their set like tossing a salad. That's tossing intimate. That's salad. intimate. Then you get a fart right <laughs> in your face. Times. All right, what about, okay, what about Rupert Grint? Who is Rupert Grint? Ron Weasley from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Oh, I do have a fucking half Giuliani's ginger. In my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no! Wait, you would rather have Giuliani than a ginger fart? Yeah, <laughs> of course. So now, now the that's the poll. Chuck Berry at the top, then Giuliani, <laughs> then Giuliani, then. And then if the ginger fucker wants to fart in my mouth, then I'm, it's ten grand. Ten grand for the ginger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Price goes up for that ugly fuck. For just $5, you can hear the rest of this phone call, a bonus news story, and about an hour's worth of outtakes every week at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, support the show, and keep it sick and wrong. All right, so the first story I have here is a, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd call this like a Christmas 
I don't know if I'd call it like a Christmas tale, like um, like a Christmas fable, like something where you learn. What what is it? What's that term? I'm blanking out right now. Where you, it's like a story where you learn something at the end. Like you know a, what I'm talking about? Cautionary tale. All right, maybe it's a cut. Okay, yes, this is a Christmas cautionary tale. Christmas mm-hmm. cautionary tale. Homeless couple tortured man with hot iron after he offered them shelter. Never, wow. <laughs> never offer homeless people shelter. No, you should never ever. Should. That's the takeaway here. <laughs> it is. Fuck the Christian spirit. I know it's cold outside, but these people are going to burn you with hot irons. All right. <laughs> uh, well, at least in this story, a homeless woman and her boyfriend tortured a friend of theirs and scalded his naked body with a hot iron after after he offered to let them sleep in his home. You know. It is Christmas, and people kind of get in that spirit of giving it during Christmas. Obviously, yes. you don't. Um, I do not. <laughs> but nope. never invite the homeless into your home. You don't. You don't want to do it. They're homeless for a reason. There's a there's yeah. a reason those people are sleeping in a refrigerator box outside. Having once been homeless myself, I can attest to this. The homeless are pretty much all on the streets for a fucking reason. Do you ever see hey. that episode of Inside Number Nine with the hobo who lives across the street and he invited them in? Yeah, th- I did. That's, that's what I'm saying. Answers. That's a cautionary tale. Yeah. This is kind. Of, this is similar. You just let him live mm-hmm. across the street. Buy him a sandwich. You know. So you Maybe gotta do, get him a forty him ounce money. of OE. But do you know what I used don't to let do? them in your home. When I was a smoker, I always used to be. If I was passing a homeless person, just give him a cigarette. Just give him a cigarette. That's I sometimes would, would let them have the butt of the cigarette. Like if I was almost done and be like, oh yeah, you're rest. smoking it. I'll yeah. give him a full cigarette. Why not? Well, because there's too many. They're like pigeons. Give them, give them one, they'll take the whole box. <laughs> Natalie Whiteman, 39, and Michael Robotham, 44, stripped and tied up Michael Hallowell to a chair before holding an iron against his face in a oh. bid to make him wrongly confess to a theft. What? <laughs> what could he possibly have been stealing from them? What, crack? Cigarette butts? Like, what do they have? Fucking... Yes. Uh, Buckfast? I don't know. What, what do homeless people drink in uh, the UK? Um, train? Yeah, up north, you're going to have Buckfast. You can't really get it. Oh, I actually don't like, know. What do they drink in, uh, in Cumbria? In Cumbria. Well, we can get Buckfast here, so they'll probably have that here. But do you know how many homeless people are in Cumbria? Probably none. Probably like five. Yeah, but how many chimney sweeps are there? Probably like 30. Oh, fucking tons. <laughs> fucking tons of chimney sweeps, man. And they're all Hello, on the governor? Hello, so governor. Hello, that's a bloody cockney at you sound like Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, the, yeah. the American conception of all of England. <laughs> <laughs> London. So, yeah. so Mr. Halliwell here had only met the couple a month before this terrifying ordeal. And he offered them shelter because it's cold and they were homeless. Yeah. But they repaid his kindness by slashing his legs and feet with a knife and busting his kneecaps with a hammer. Oh my god. It's gnarly. That's way oh, I think that's way worse than the hot iron. The busting Ugh. of the kneecaps? Yeah, that's like so visceral, isn't it? Just like imagine a hammer against your kneecaps. That imagine is not the sound. Nice. Yeah. Oh god. Ugh. Ugh. Um, the couple continued shouting at him to admit it and burnt the sole of his feet with a lighter. So I think they were Ugh. trying to make him confess to this theft of, yeah. of I don't know what. Like, what do they have in their bindles? And why would this guy want it? This guy has a motherfucking home. It's like he's not sleeping in a box. He's sleeping in a home. So he already has nothing, you know, (laughs) nothing to really steal from them. But hey, 
Um, I'm also surprised that they're burning just the sole of his feet. Why don't they like burn his dick, like the tip of his dick? Then he would have admitted it. Yeah. You know? Is that what you would have done? Just no, what I would have like, done. Get his dick out. Get his dick out. D. Simon 2020. No, what I would have done is tied him to a chair, got some uh-huh. electric cables, put them on his nuts, like on his bollocks. Oh, right, right, yeah. And then hooked him up to a switch and just been like, where's my daughter? You know? Like Bob, uh, Bob Barella, the Kansas City butcher. He used ele- electricity. I'm thinking victims. of Taken, but remember that scene in Taken, Liam Neeson? Like, oh, yeah. And, and then he left, a... the, he left the light on and just took yeah. off. <laughs> Is it in Quantum of Solace as well when they're electrifying Daniel Craig's dick? I don't remember that. Is it in Quantum of Solace? I don't know. Well, they're definitely dick torturing him in one well, of the Well, that's what I'm saying. Dick torture is effective. You know? He is effective. Yeah. Look at Abu Ghraib. Uh, he was eventually locked in a store cupboard before being freed an hour later. The, 30 f- the 34-year-old from Ashton-under-Lynn, Greater Manchester, managed Shit to escape hole. when Whiteman and Robotham fell asleep in his bed. So while they were sleeping in his bed, locked him in a cover and he got out. So Ashton Underlin is a, is a shithole? Confirmed. <laughs> Why is it such a shithole? Is, is Greater Manchester a shithole? Yeah. Is Manchester yeah. a shithole? Uh, Manchester's all right if you like that type of thing, but like, mm, it's all right. All right, Could so not worse. quite a shithole. But, but great, Greater Manchester, you're talking about. A lot of shitholes around. I mean, is it just Manchester. pretty much one huge council Shit. home? Like that whole area? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just all one massive council just estate. A really and they massive all live on it. Council estate. Yeah. Shitholes. So he escaped. Lots of shitholes. He escaped um, out of the uh, shithole cupboard in his shithole house in his <laughs> shithole city. And he staggered to a nearby laundrette. And he was rushed to a hospital where doctors treated him for burns and slash marks, as well as other cuts and bruises. And he goes on, on the record, to, you know, when police were asking him about it, and he made a statement saying, I've been scared to go out of the front door since this happened. And I've been worried about any repercussions from talking to the police because they've been giving me messages saying, I'll get slashed if I went to court. Oh, it's, my word. So th- th- but this is what I'm saying. If there's a takeaway... Don't befriend the homeless. You yeah, know, just do. You can, but you can be compassionate. You can give them uh, you mm-hmm. know, charity. You can give them maybe a couple bucks or your pocket change or whatever. But just don't, there's a boundary. You don't want to cross the line. Like um, it's the, when reading the story, I immediately thought of this girl I went to college with, uh, named Erica. I don't want to say her last name, but she was uh, she lived in the dorm that I lived in. So I, it was my second year, my sophomore year mm-hmm. at, at University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. So Ann Arbor is a very hippie, like hippie type of city. I mean, you could you could smoke weed. I think the fine if you got caught smoking weed in Ann Arbor, I think proper was twenty five dollars, and that was back yeah, in so the this, mid-90s. this is back in the nineteen sixties. So uh, when no, you no, were a young man is, yeah, in the 1960s. No, this is the yeah. 90s. I think it's, This is quite revolutionary for an old guy like you. Yeah. Well, I was quite surprised. But anyway, <laughs> um, but there were a lot of homeless people, as you'd imagine. And uh, it's fucking cold in Michigan. So in East Quad, like in front of the dorm, there was this like heating duct that kind of came out like this big pipe. And the homeless guys, they could have stayed in a shelter. Like there's tons of shelters in Ann Arbor. But if you stay in a shelter, you got to be sober. You can't drink, out. yeah. Um, so these guys, you know, would want to drink and do drugs. So they would sit under like the heating pipe 
And uh, just so it would be snow all around you except for this heating pipe. And so there are a lot of these like compassionate hippie girls such as uh, Erica who befriended these guys. Like she'd go out there and she'd give them money. You know, she's like probably some rich girl from like the East Coast Yeah, just, just don't do it. You know, just... You can give them money. Don't engage in conversation. Well, she would hang out because it was like a lot of these girls, a lot of these people are like idealistic where they're just like, I know you have a story. What is your story, Jeffrey? Like there's this one homeless guy named Jeffrey that just looked like a fucking rapist. He like, Mm. I mean, he looked like a rapist. Like he would rape you in like a fucking train car. Like if you you jumped in his train car, you landed on the pile of uh, hay, he's going to look at you and be like, it's my lucky day. I'm going to get to rape you now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he was all scruffy. He looked like Carney with gross teeth. And he would just sleep out there with the other gross homeless guys. And so she would sit out there late at night, too, like 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, just like she'd buy him booze and she would skip, smoke weed with him and smoke him out. And yeah. so one day, I think the heating duct was off, so it was fucking cold. And Jeffrey, instead of going to a shelter, being sober for a night, was freezing his ass off, just like laying there. And so she invited him to sleep on the floor in her dorm nope. room. Let him in the dorm, sleep on the floor. Well, guess who woke up in the middle of the night with Jeffrey with his pants down, holding her down on the bed, kissing her neck? Guess who woke up? Stupid, stupid bitch, Erica. That's who. (laughs) Well, she flipped the fuck out and started screaming. And then he got up and he was just, you know, called her a bitch or something, pulled his pants down and like ran down like the fire escape and Mm -hmm. got got out of the place. But. But then after that, she was like all freaked out about it, like homeless people. She was just like, you, you got to be careful. And I remember saying to her, I was like, you know, you should be careful because these people will rape you. That's kind of what they do. Like th- this guy, sure, he might be, you know, he might have a story about like, you know, going to fucking Woodstock or something. But he's been a drunk. He's also homeless. He's probably mental. You know, you got, just got to be yeah. careful. I also, wouldn't hang out with him by yourself. You should never be in the habit of inviting strange men that you do not know back to where you live. Because what do you think is going to happen? Well, if you're a you girl, if you're a 19 year old girl in 1960s Ann Arbor when telly is still black and white and the Korean War is going on, this shit is going to happen. Like, just don't do it. Well, unless you meet the guy at the Touchdown Cafe and he's your age and you're doing jello shots, then you can bring exactly. him back. You know, then, yeah, that's different. But if you were to just go up to a random man in the, ran- in the random world and say, come back to my house, you can sleep at mine. Like, what is the implication there? The man's going to be like, oh, yeah, I've scored, baby. Like, be and they this drug girl, adults, uh, this, this man or not? This girl eventually dated... Area dated one of my friends and so like every mm-hmm. now and then when she was over i'd be like so what are you gonna do tonight we're we gonna just do a hobo or we're we gonna do a tramp <laughs> <laughs> we're just, gonna just pick like a, that, that street urchin over there what, what which one are you choosing and she'd be like fuck you dave fuck you <laughs> <laughs> what does breath smell like uh, cool. but anyway yeah that's what i'm saying you got to be careful uh mm-hmm. He says he he um, has several permanent scars on his body because of the assault, including a visible scar on the left on the left side of his face, which yeah, he sees every day in the mirror. Can he? We've got the NHS. Is he not going to get some plastic surgery to uh, cover that up? I don't know. Scars build character. Do you know what chicks do? Dig scars, and especially on the face. Like you know, uh, he'll probably be rocking that in a few years. Time. Well, they took a hot iron, so if it's like a big iron print, I don't know if they dig that kind of scar. They dig like the thin scars. Yeah, I don't know I, about the, don't the know. iron. You know that big iron print on your face. Hey, you know what? There's a lot of celebrities with acne scars who are hot as fuck. So you just got to embrace it, man. Go with it. 
I teach their own. I also have three large scars on my left leg, which are going to be permanent, a burn mark on my right hip, and a scar on my toe where they try to cut my toe off. Oh, <laughs> they tried to take his piggy away. No, this, this poor guy. What are, what are they going to dissect him? Um, I gave up my bed for them, and this is the way they repaid me. I'm still trying to get over what happened to me, but I find it difficult as there are constant reminders when I look at my face and body. There you go. He learned a lesson just like Erica did. You know, he did. You don't let them in your house and let them sleep in your bed, or you'll get scarred for life, mental scars. Uh, Whiteman and Robotham, both also from Ashton Underland, have admitted causing grievous bodily harm, GBH, with intent and false imprisonment. Whiteman, the woman, was jailed for seven and a half years while Robotham was locked up for nine years. Doesn't that seem kind of harsh? That he might have been the main instigator for all we know. And she it could, could be have just gone along with it. Yeah, he could have priors and he could have yeah. been the one who was mainly inflicting the uh, the torture. I do love this, though. Sentencing the couple, Judge Angela Neald. Once again, the condescending English judge here. I love that uh, that, that, that trope. Your yeah. victim had been regarded as your friend. And he had extended his hospitality to you. He was in his own home where he should have been safe, but was treated to a systemic course of punishment, which almost reached the point of torture. Almost. I'm going to cut his fucking toe I mean, off. He was fucking, I'd like to strap her to a chair and put an eye into her face and ask yeah. her if this is torture or not. Come on, judge. I do love the uh, criminals getting a tongue lashing, though, from the judge. Yeah, yeah. It's like such a <laughs> British thing to do. It is a very British thing. Anyway, the takeaway there is, I know it's Christmas, I know you're in this like generous giving spirit, but fuck it, don't let them sleep in your bed. Don't let the homeless come into your home and sleep in your bed. It's not going to end well. It won't. Shall not. What do you have here for the second story? Is it Christmas-themed as well? Um, This is probably a tale that can be told at any time of year. All right. Yeah. It's not so seasonal. a woman, it's, it's not as harsh as yours in some ways, but no. it's... It, it, it's very similar in parts, but a woman gets probation for robbing boyfriend she tied up for sex. Whoa, I wonder if that ever happened to Harrison. <laughs> he wishes. Well, he was, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's probably happened. I wonder if that would be part of the uh, in the fantasy. Oh, yeah, but he would not want to know that the police are coming. It would have ruined the, the boner for him, I'm sure. <laughs> An Ohio woman convicted of tying up her boyfriend while promising him sex only to rob him in his own home has gotten off with probation. Probation. And That's all she probation. got after robbing the yeah. guy. Yeah. Anne-Marie Bessie Eller, 28, was sentenced Thursday to three years of probation after being found guilty of second-degree robbery in November 2019 in the attack at her boyfriend's home. The victim told Newark cops that he invited Anne-Marie to his home to get hot and heavy, but he instead found himself victimized by his girlfriend of just several months. So they'd only been seeing each other for a few months. Yeah, but, okay, I can understand, like, you meet a girl... At the club, mm-hmm. she puts like a roofie in your drink. You go go home. You wake <laughs> up like handcuffed, and she's robbed and she's you. I can understand you. you don't know who she is. Uh huh. This is his fucking girlfriend. He's got her email address. He's got her phone number. Do you like, think she's, she's been going over caught. to his house for like several months, and she's she's been like, and I'm gonna take that, and I'm gonna take that, <laughs> just and I'm itemizing take that. a list of what she's gonna yeah. steal. And she's like, oh, I'll have to bring. I'm gonna bring my big bag that night. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's gonna know who did it. There's one word in this next sentence that I find very egregious, and I think you should uh, point it out which word I'm talking about. I'll give it a go. She tied him up to the futon 
in the bedroom, allegedly to have sex. And then once she had him tied up, she stole free, free firearms and his cell phone, which also held his bank card, the complaint stated. What word do you think I am disgusted by? I'm thinking futon. Futon. What grown man has a fucking futon? <laughs> Get yourself a real bed. That is something, that is a complaint of, so obviously it's a complaint UK women, definitely a big issue with American women. I think it must just be a women in general, like have an aversion towards futons. Right, you can have a futon in the spare room because like, you know, if you've got a guest coming over, you're only going to have your guests there for like, what, seven days maximum. They can sleep on a futon for seven days. You cannot sleep on a futon the rest of your fucking life. Like, go, just even go to Ikea, get a fucking bed on credit, a fucking futon. He deserves to be robbed. Seriously, uh, young male listeners of the show, heed this advice because I too thought a futon was acceptable up until the age, I think, of 25, when a woman... Did you have a futon, David? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had a fucking futon. Why? Yeah. It was a nice futon. It was just this black futon because it was cheap. It's all I could afford. I couldn't afford a big fucking bed. I had a studio, so it was also my couch. Yeah. You know, well, it's... that's different. It's, you know, practical. But, like, did you not think, oh, I'll get a sofa bed, which are comfier? You know, I, I probably couldn't afford one. I was just the futons are like 300 bucks. And it's like I was used to sleeping on them from, you know, college. And so mm-hmm. I didn't really care. And so I remember it was a girl much like you, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> angry, uh, um, angry, full yeah, of angry hate. brunette, full of hate. You know, she, <laughs> she was just like, you're too old to be sleeping on a fucking futon. It's time to yeah. get a real bed. And it was funny because I remember being like, Maybe I should. And so, yeah, I saved up my uh, shekels and I went out and got a real bed. And it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. Mm. Every girl you bring home, you do, you get the register, like uh, the register of her face, her emotions. When you walk in the room, <laughs> you, see a, you see this like frown, you know, as soon as she looks at that futon bed, especially like a, a futon on the floor. Um, yeah. But if she sees a real bed, you know, you're going to get your balls sucked. At the lowest of the low, it's a mattress on the floor. No, and then just, on the ground. Just, just slightly above that is a fucking futon. Yeah, but how many, times, how many times have you found yourself on that mattress on the floor? More times than I care <laughs> to ever <laughs> So the man called cops after breaking free by using a lighter to burn through the ropes that he that had been used to bind him. He then freed himself by cutting the remainder of the ropes away. Well, how did he do it? So did he like reach, how would he get the lighter? He just must've been very nimble. Well, like futons, you know, are pretty low to the ground. So like, I don't know. He should in court demonstrate this. Although yeah, I would like to see if he like, you know, was like uh, double jointed or something. Just... He wasn't like he wasn't tied up for very long because he was confined for up to 45 minutes and then he busted out and he wasn't seriously hurt either. So she probably, do you know what? She probably wasn't like the greatest like bondage mistress. She probably didn't tie him up very well. She should have roofied him or got handcuffs. Roofing him would have worked as well. I think she should have roofied him, tied him up and then gone about her business and then he would have woke up eight hours later and been like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? Where's my three firearms? Where, where, what city is this in? Uh, Newark. Oh, Newark, New Jersey. New right. Jersey. Yes, Not it's surprised. in the shithole of America. Just yeah. like cut away in New Jersey Armpit and let it sail off. And people give Florida shit, but let me tell you, it's New Jersey, man. Cut, cut New Jersey off, let it float into the sea and become its own principality. You know, it's funny. It uh, 
John, who was on the people might remember that he was like a very New York guy, you know, mm-hmm. New York accent. He was he subbed the show, I think, in September. I can't remember what we were talking about. Yeah. Anyway, he left San Francisco and he moved back to uh, the East Coast, but because of COVID, I guess he's having trouble finding a place, so he has to live with his parents in New Jersey. And he sent me a picture of his next door neighbors, the house next door. Actually, both both neighbors on both oh, sides no. of uh, of the house have all these like, you know. The election was stolen. You know, the <laughs> Democrats, it's the Democrat election hoax. COVID is a hoax. Trump, four more years. It's like all of these signs, like all over these, these people's homes. And I was like in the front of these people's homes. And I was like, wow, Jersey really is a shithole. There's this Bluetown Gang song on their first album where he lists like every major city in America. It's kind of an act of rapping. He go, He lists them all and he says, Except for New Jersey, that's the only place we don't go. <laughs> that's how he. <laughs> Where they just don't play Jersey. They just don't play fucking Jersey. Yeah, uh, the Blue Dark Gang uh, rag on Jersey a lot. That's why they, I also. Aren't they from New York, though, right? He's from Westchester. We've had this conversation very recently on the oh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> So Ellis' boyfriends told cops he was notified by his bank that his card had been used at several locations, leading investigators to track down someone who'd used it at a gas station. That kind of reminds me of like um, Linda Kasabian hiding Rosemary LaBianca's wallet in the gas station, you know, from the Manson murders. I remember that, but I don't remember her. Um, She hid the wallet in the gas station? Why? Yeah, she hid it in the... Manson was like, oh, put it in a noticeable place because somebody will pick it up and then they'll use it and the cops will get thrown off our... Uh, trail but linda was like yeah i'm not gonna do that and she put it inside the toilet so he didn't get found for months upon months after the murders <laughs> she take the cash i hope uh, i think they would have taken the cash i no. mean they were they were also all homeless people never let the manson family into your home people yeah, dennis wilson learned that lesson exactly don't do that the man they said that he got his dick they definitely burnt his dick with stds <laughs> definitely <laughs> he had to go and get like so many shots gonorrhea shots uh, the man said that he got the bank card from a woman who later admitted to police that Anne-Marie invited her to a boyfriend's home while she spo- where this woman spotted her boyfriend tied up naked. So while she's doing all this, she's like on the phone to a mate saying, come on over, I've, I've got a bank card to give you. And her mate's like, all right. And she's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm robbing him. Was the, was the guy like, help me? Well... Yeah, it doesn't even say if she'd put... She must have put something gag. in his mouth. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? If you're going to tie someone up, gag them too. Makes it sexier and I still, What I still don't understand is they've been dating for three months. Several months. Several yeah. months. All right. Mm. I think you're kind of beyond the time when you could like spontaneously rob someone. Yeah, she's been At that point. <laughs> I wonder, is she yeah. Russian? I do not know. No, she's from Ohio. Okay. Well, all right. mm. You know, the, not the smartest of uh, eggs. No, definitely Ohio. not a, a, a criminal <laughs> genius here in Ohio. So this woman, her friend, said she left the home, but police said that she um, had admitted that Anne-Marie gave her the bank card, but she then tries to use a star. It doesn't work. So she gave it to someone else. And was like, <laughs> here's a bank card I've just gotten. You use it. Who's these are fucking these random- all... Criminal masterminds here, aren't they? Who's taking the random bank cards? Yeah, wouldn't you be like, oh, here's a bank card? What would you be like? I'd be like, I don't know. When's the last time you found a wallet on the ground? 
oh, not for years upon years, but I've always wanted to find a wallet and it'd be full of money and I'd just take the wallet. And I, I, would take I found the, a wallet. I would take the money and put the wallet into like wherever, but I would take that fucking money. I remember one time, uh, I mean, I've, I, it's been a while since I found a wallet, but I remember one time, I think it was me and Wackerly actually, we were going to the reopening of this bar called The Covered Wagon. Um, mm-hmm. It was in San Francisco, probably 2006, 2007. And we were waiting for a cab and we finally caught one and like this fucking yuppie girl like that smelled this obnoxious perfume was arguing with the cab driver like screaming at him and like was i don't know belittling him and something and we're just standing there like is this open she's like have some fucking patience and she like snaps at us and we're just like oh okay and then she finally gets out and she's just like it's ready now and we're like oh okay is so anyway we get in the we get in the car and we like and the guy and we're just like man that girl sucked and the guy's like you know the indian guy was just like and she was like saying racist things and he's like yes yeah, a very difficult shitty person and so he was uh, a very difficult and shitty person and so uh anyway as we're driving i look down and i find a pink gucci purse nice and i open it up and yeah there's like 190 dollars in there almost 200 so you, bucks and a bunch of cards the wallet and a bunch of cards. No, I just slipped the money out into my pocket. Yeah, but see, that's what I would do. I would I never take... Why would you ever take the cards? Well, you're just going to get caught. What's yeah. the point? You know what I would have done? That Gucci wallet is worth something. So I'd have taken probably like the money. It was a Gucci bag. I don't remember if it's a Gucci wallet. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. But it probably so, was. Yeah, you, got, <laughs> you guys got drunk on her dime. That night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I remember like I found it. And I like looked at him like, oh, all this money's coming in here. And then I just kind of yeah. left the person on the ground and then we went in the bar. But I would yeah, have left the driver but, like, you know. Oh, I know. I gave him like, I think I gave him like 40 bucks. Yeah. I and then we went in and I just blew it all. Like me and Wacker, they're doing shots and just getting drunk. Nice. It was a fun night. Yeah. Fuck the racists. So Anne-Marie Ella was also sentenced to 139 days in jail, but she was granted credit for time served. So that's the usual thing, isn't it? And a first-degree felony kidnapping charge against her was dismissed. So maybe she must have been a first-time offender. But if she had been convicted of that, she would have faced up to 11 years in prison and as much as 20 grand in fines. And how much would she really... I mean, I guess she stole the firearms. What did she do with the guns? she give them back? It does not say. I wonder if, like, she probably gave them to that same dumb-dumb friend. Is she fit? Maybe. I actually couldn't find a picture of her. I couldn't hmm. find her mugshot. I'm assuming she's fit if she's like. Well, she's from Ohio, so that, I'm assuming well, that she isn't. Girl well, next they door. The... They have a lot of girl next door types over there. Types. There could be yeah. some. There could be some cute Midwestern girls. I've mm. met quite a few in my time. I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking of um, Cindy out the B52s. She's pretty cute. Uh, Cindy Wilson. Yeah, they're from yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kate Pearson. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. there you yeah, go. But Kate, Kate bats on my team, doesn't she? So, yeah, I think she does, actually. <laughs> um, but there you go. I mean, you, you you think you know somebody after dating them for three months. Next thing you know, you're tied to the bed. You should be bed. in the honeymoon stage. You shouldn't be in your the... firearms. Well, you, can be, you should be tied to a bed in the honeymoon stage, but it shouldn't end in robbery. Do you, if you meet a guy, do you go back to his house or do you, or, and you have to like, do you go back to his house for a period of weeks before you finally let him into your inner domain? Hmm, that's a tricky one. I have, um, I love my house, so I would usually probably just be like, come back to my house because I have had boyfriends come back to my house and describe it as mental before. So I was like, if you pass <laughs> the it? test, 
of seeing my house and being like, oh, it's cooling here, then I'd be like, yeah, you're a keeper. If you come back to my house and you go, okay, why are there skulls in the garden? I'd be like, well, get the fuck out. <laughs> it's just basically just like clay molded replicas of Elvis's cock everywhere. Yeah, that's house. on the first. That's the first floor. Definitely the first floor. <laughs> yeah, that would even make it up to the second. Well, no, you'd be being raped with a clay molded replica of, of Elvis's, Elvis's cock. cock. Yeah, that's you'd what like I that though. You love Elvis. It'd be a cautionary tale for me. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't go back to like this English witch's home, fortified bunker <laughs> on the hill. Mm. Anyway, people, uh, send your stories to podcast at gmail.com. We're spreading some holiday cheer tonight. How about a message? Um, from Adam and Eve, before we get to our uh, phone call segment, coming up, we're going to find out what happened, the result of my Christmas tree gambit. Uh, we also got some uh, some calls from some characters, uh, but first, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand, and that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls to get to, 323-522-4032. Before I play these calls, I'm just going to build up some of the suspense. Uh, Just to give you a backstory on this, this is the second time I pulled the Christmas tree gambit on on my sister. Um, So just for the context here, my sister hates Christmas. I think she hates Christmas more than you do, actually. And she's probably going to hate Christmas even more now that she has this baby that's a half-breed because now the mm-hmm. baby, well, the baby is a full-blooded Jew because he came out of a Jewish vagina, but he has Gentile DNA, so it's a half-breed. Mm-hmm. Um, but so now I think she's kind of torn because she's like, I, mean, I was talking to her about it. It was funny because I already had a Christmas tree coming in the mail that she didn't know about. <laughs> but I was chatting with her on Tuesday, and uh, she was saying, like, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. This year, no tree. She's like, but next year, I don't know what's going to happen because... Don't do it, Stephanie. Don't start celebrating Christmas. She's like, it means a lot to Jer. It does Mm -hmm. mean a lot to Jer. And she's like, and I don't really give that much of a shit. She's like, but maybe we'll do both and just kind of have like a Christmas tree, like a small Christmas tree next to a menorah, and it could just be a combo. That's what I'm saying, like a Christmaca kind of thing. What did you... uh, Christmaca. Yeah, Christmaca. It's like the... Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) It's a portmanteau. Um, Yeah. So anyway... I felt Jared needed some fucking Christmas spirit. I mean, think about this guy. Every day, he has to get up with this, like, hormonal nightmare Pregzilla eating him out of house and hold, Pregzilla. screaming at him, you know, every day. And I knew, I knew he, he, she wasn't planning on getting him a tree, which is something. Jared's just like, Jared's just a good guy. He's like a good-natured guy. Didn't and, you say he loves Christmas trees as well? Well, he grew up. It was a thing. You know, he's... Yeah. He, you know, he grew up in like a small home, you know, and like his parents, it was a, it was a big, fa- it was a familial thing with him. It was a close thing with his family. Yeah. The I mean, only I, thing I like. I went Christmas. to a couple Christmases at, uh, you know, his, his, he grew up with, his parents had humble means, you know, I think his dad was a truck driver and I think his mom like 
It's like a, mm-hmm. I don't know, just a janitor or something. But they, but you know, I went to a couple. I think I went to one or two Christmas at their house, and it was a good time. His parents were really yeah. cool, and we just get super drunk and we hung out. And you could smoke in the house because both his parents smoked. And so I, I used to. I was like, this is actually kind of cool. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, like uh, I don't know, like my uh, ex's um, parents were pretty mm. well off, and it was just more of a formal atmosphere. Like you know, yeah. you're not smoking in the house, like drinking, you know, Southern Comfort. Um, but anyway, I was thinking like, you know, Jeremy's little Christmas spirit right now. He's about to be a dad. So I went on, uh, Nordstrom's, what Nordstrom's, you know, the store website and, uh, mm-hmm. they had a tree, but it was a goth Christmas tree, this black Christmas tree. And it's not a very big one. It's maybe like three feet or something. A mini one. It's like well, a mini she Christmas like tree. That. She likes kind of, you know. She loves black. That's all she ever yeah, wears. Yeah, she wants black. So, so I figured, you know, if you get a tree that's black. you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. You can keep it up all year round as well. Does it not look like one of those, you know, you can get those, like they're from kind of middle class shops where it's like a bunch of twigs and they have LED lights on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you that, see that. Does it like not look like one of them? anthropology would have something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Does it not look like something <sighs> like that? No, I mean, I'll post a picture. I'll post some pictures. Yeah. She sent me okay. some pictures. They did a little bit of a photo shoot. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes along with the phone calls that they called in. Ooh. But yeah, so at first my sister, what did she send to me? I don't even have my phone near me. But she's like, what the fuck is this fucking Christmas tree? And she was pissed. She actually texted me about it. But then Jer was super stoked. She sent me a picture of him just drinking a beer, holding the tree. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. And so anyway, I mean, it's kind of a cool looking thing, whatever. It's pretty small. And uh, so yeah, yeah. Jer seemed, uh, you know, genuinely... um, pleased to have this uh this christmas spirit and and uh i will be posting some of these pics but first um let's let's listen to big jer calling in about the christmas tree he received from me today it came like like this afternoon like i was worried because yeah. i was thinking it was gonna come late but it actually came today so it was perfect and the the other thing i forgot to mention the reason i bought this tree is it was 60 dollars, like 59 dollars, but it was on sale for 20 Oh my god, well does your sister not also like that? Is your sister a frugal Jew like you? Well no, I was thinking she's probably gonna throw this out in the tenderloin sidewalk. So it's only twenty bucks. It's oh, worth so it a doesn't laugh. matter if you've thrown twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. But also I'm a frugal Jew. But yeah, so but yes. also like, you know, the fact it was on sale, would that not endear her towards it? Seriously, like, like well uh, it was on sale. I would like it. I'd be like, Well, it was on sale. Okay. Bargains give Jews chubs. Yeah. I was chubbed up as soon as I saw that. Twenty dollars. <laughs> Because that's a pr- the original price cross down twenty dollars chub. <laughs> the big Jer, um, I got I got the tree. I really appreciate it. Thank you. My second tree I got ever uh, had in California. Merry Christmas, by the way. Yeah. So the first tree, um, mm-hmm. the listeners of the show will remember this. A few years ago. Uh, they went to, I don't know, New Orleans or Mexico or something, and uh, they were gone. Jeffrey had keys to the house, and we and Jeffrey and Lance, and that was a real tree. That was like a big tree, like five-foot tree, and they decorated it with all the stuff, you know, the shit you put on the tree. Yeah, that and, takes a while to do as well. Yeah, and so I think yeah. I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, but like anyway, Stephanie came out, kicked it over. She was so mad. <laughs> Jared thought he su- that she surprised him, but that wasn't the case, and she made him drag it out. Better. And she made him drag it out into the street <laughs> that day, like on Christmas Day. It was, it yeah. was great. You can't get more Brilliant. symbolic than that. I know you celebrate. Um, 
the first tree I got from second wrong. <laughs> Stephanie threw out in the middle of your sister threw out in the middle of the street. Um, this one's a little more manageable, smaller. I might be able to hide it behind the menorah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I'll defend it with my life. Good job, Jared. But anyways, uh, yeah. thank you so much. I'm hoping for a Christmas miracle this year. <laughs> and all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, thank you. you know, all I want for Christmas is you, Jared. Thank you. And uh, I'm just, I'm glad to do my duty. You know, he's my brother-in-law. And to provide some Christmas spirit. You know, he sounds so genuinely needed. touched. Oh, he is definitely in touched. In a good way, not yeah, in a bad way. Not in like a mental touch, like in a mental way. <laughs> anyway, here's his counterpart, my sister calling back. Hey, it's your sister. <laughs> Fuck that goddamn tree you bought him. I'm definitely throwing it out while he's asleep. I'm going to get him wasted first so he passes out early because I'm fucking over this stupid fucking holiday. She she yes. was telling me because she yeah, can't drink. She can't yeah. drink. She's like, I'm going to make Jer stop drinking. I was like, why oh would you God. do, do you that? Do you know what, right? The only good thing about Christmas is how much booze you can drink. I did not even think that your sister can't drink right now. Oh, my Christmas. Uh, no, yeah. Sober. Fuck me. Well, and Jer's oh. been, Jer, I don't think he had to work today. So he's just been, he was wasted by like 2 mm -hmm. p.m. when he got the tree. He was already drunk. Um. So, yeah, Stephanie's like, you know. I think he shouldn't have to drink because I can't drink. And I'm like, that is not fair. <laughs> that is not fair. I was like, you have to allow him like his one simple pleasure, you know? I'm going to toss that tree right off the fire escape. I hope it hits somebody. <laughs> Anyways, I hope everyone has a good fucking Christmas. I hate this fucking holiday and I hate all the cunts that like this holiday as well. Me fucking but. too. Yeah. So you, you guys really would bond over this. Fucking hate this time of year. Collective so hatred of Christmas. Fucking try it. So anyway, I'm gonna post a couple pictures on other Facebook or maybe the Brilliant. maybe the website. But there's this great picture of my sister with her big like pregnant stomach, <laughs> yeah, like shmules. just tossing the Christmas tree over the fire escape. Nice. <laughs> you have to keep us updated on if the tree survives. Yeah, I'll it's find out if Jared yeah. went and got it. Yeah, but it wouldn't be hard for her to like. Get Jared drunk enough where he passes out. <laughs> she just throws, and she just keeps throwing it. Yeah, away. throws the tree. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, yeah. Merry Christmas to uh, to both of you. Yes, and, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy Hanukkah. Hope you enjoy Happy that Hanukkah. Tree. Also, don't say Merry Christmas to your sister because Christmas fucking sucks, and I hate it when people say Merry Christmas to me. Whatever. Happy like, holidays. Happy fucking Friday, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to Jer because he enjoys yeah, Christmas. Yeah, he loves Christmas, but you know, fuck Christmas. Here's I... someone we haven't heard from in a while that probably enjoys Christmas more than you do. Hey, everybody, it's the Wads Mom. Yeah. Um, you said that you wanted to hear from me. I need to clarify a couple of things. Nice. Um, I was married to the Wads dad for 21 and a half years, and I've been married Jesus. to my other husband. For almost twenty years, I don't have multiple husbands, <laughs> and the other. I was never saying that. I'm sure that Did was I never say saying. It? No, it was, I, oh. I think it was back. She's a call since for a while. Oh, okay. Thing was when I was trying to tell you guys earlier about when I was having sex with my second husband. The doctor said what happened was when my husband got greedy and needed to come three times, he pumped 
all of the blood out of his heart. And you guys didn't what, understand wait, what, what I was saying. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. So she's having sex three times in a row with her husband, which happens. He's multi-orgasmic, okay. like Dirk Diggler. Well, no, you can have like, you can have a sex session. You know, you're shagging a guy and they'll come three times within like a couple of hours. But he's, he's shagging her so hard that he pumped all the blood out of his heart? What the fuck? Well, that's that's exactly what we said. It's because she was like, yeah, he like pumped all the blood out of his heart while he was fucking me. And we're just like, how right, is that even mom, possible? The Watts mom has a diamond pussy to enable that. That has never happened or to like me. Or like a vampiric pussy. Sucking all the blood out of his dick. I'm not sure how it works. No, out of his heart. He must have been fucking yeah, but her. through his dick. He must have been like nailing her to the fucking wall. Well, he is the Watts dad. You know? No, I thought she said it's this husband. Oh, it's the new husband. The new husband. Let me rewind this a little bit. Daddy. He pumped all of the blood out of his heart. And you guys didn't understand what I was saying. Yeah. That's what the doctor said. <laughs> he worked himself up so hard, all the blood pumped out of his heart. And it's called, it's like a sudden death syndrome, but it's not infant sudden death syndrome. And the other thing I want to talk about... It's like sudden shag oh, syndrome. Fuck. I have never shagged a man that well. Well done, Wad's mom. That oh. is that is taking some dick. Yeah, that is, no, taking, that is some furious that is shagging. taking some dick and then taking it to the <laughs> next level. This is, what, this is what I'm aspiring to be in 2021. I'm Give a guy a, a heart like attack the, while shagging. I'm going to have a fucking heart attack pussy like the Wad's mom. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so what happens? Like, uh, did he have like... An actual heart attack? Like, was he clutching always, yeah, his chest I've and keeling over? I've always wondered about what would happen if a guy, like, died while you're shagging them. Because does it become automatically necrophilia if they die while they're inside of you? All right, I think if you finish. So well, if you just get a... finish. Well, okay, well, then it's necrophilia because you're a yeah. sick fuck. Um, <laughs> have you never had a guy pass out while fucking you on top of you? I've done that a few no, but, times. but I've passed out on guys. <laughs> well, then I would keep going. I mean, that's just like... It's yeah. typical for me. <laughs> um, no, I've done that a few times where I've just been like fucking and the next thing you know, they just hear me snoring when and not drunk. moving yeah. anymore. Yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we'll just, say drunk. No, I we'll just say thought drunk. that's what you did regularly. That's why you're single. <laughs> we'll say drunk. Let's go with drunk, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a frontline grocery clerk. I order your groceries. I stock your groceries. I'm out there. I wear a mask. And Could my beef is when I'm on my knees stocking groceries for you, fixing it, conditioning it, and some old fat fuck comes up to me and says, excuse me, and wants me to get up and move when they can walk the fuck around from me, I just ignore them. I think it's rude. When it you is go rude. To the store it is and rude. you see a clerk stocking groceries trying to do for you, don't ask them to stop what they're doing so your fat ass can fucking go through. <laughs> I fucking you, love the Watts mom. Well, She's it's what? definitely America. Most of them are on those like little Amigo scooter things. Yeah. You know, because they're too fat to walk. So you're well, probably you know blocking them. I see it all the time in like um, supermarkets here. It's like you're supposed to wear a mask and you're still meant to be socially distancing. But apparently people forget this when they go in the supermarkets and they're just walking up to the people working there. It's like, do you know what? 
the people who are working in supermarkets right now are like not only underpaid, they're kind of like being held there against their will. Yeah, man, it's like essential workers. You know, Pearl, who yeah. calls in every now and then, yeah, she's yeah. A, she works at a supermarket. She probably could relate to this story. I find it abusive that people call them essential workers because they're not essential workers, right? They they would be fired if they didn't turn up to work, much like me in my job. I'm not an essential worker. I would just be fired if I didn't show up. So it's offensive to call them essential workers. We're basically being held against our fucking will. At my work, if you're an essential worker, you're allowed to actually go on site. And if Mm -hmm. you're not, then you're just a remote person. Like, I'm just not essential. I just work remotely. So yeah, I'm I'm forwards, mum. You fucking ignore them. Ignore these dickheads and just but carry yeah, on. You know, do your work. Like, that's that's them. why when I go shopping now, I just go late at night. Like there's a Ralph's up yeah, the street. I go possible. at like midnight. There's maybe four people in the store. Although you do have to watch out for the people fucking stocking the shelves. And at the Ralph's over there on Sunset, they don't give a fuck. They'll have yeah. like these big fucking forklift things, just like pulling like. You know, uh, fucking pallets, pallets of food, and if you're in, you're like I've had to like you know dive out of the way. It's like a fucking video game, or go up against like like you know like push myself against a mm. shelf, like flatten myself against a shelf because I'm about to get run over. But and they're just like, oh, then see ya. You gotta be super careful over he- there. Do you have your headphones in? No, I'm, I'm, usually I'm not shopping with my headphones. I just kind of walk yeah. around. And I see, I see it, but I'm often thinking like, well, they know I'm here shopping because I'm no, like buying food. No, they don't give a shit. So you got to be careful. And another thing is, you get these people coming in, they're smelling like weed like crazy. You guys know I got a um, medical card. I smoke. But I, I, I'm, I maybe like do it like maybe two, three times a week at home, not at work. Then you got these stoners coming in. It was 6 o'clock in the morning the other day, and I saw this guy. He had his hoodie on and all this shit, you know, like he was a unabomber. And I said, oh, can I have to find something? And he's like, uh, 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 you got any, uh, quarts of milk? You know what that guy was probably, that that was the worst I've ever been. Like, when you'd be super mm. stoned, you go to the grocery store, and you're like, I'm gonna get some cereal. And there's, like, fucking 600 different kinds. As I say, I get autism of choice when I'm stoned. But what is what was your favorite, like, stoner cereal? Cookie Crisp. I love cookie crisp but I it's only eat that like once a fucking year because I will nail a whole box of that in one go I also, the cereal I really I, love which and I think like? it's very underrated is Cheerios you know my sister loves Cheerios I love Cheerios and like I don't think they get enough praise I actually really like all the I call them old men cereals that is I really an old like, person cereal I really like bran flakes as well like fruit and fiber like oh my nuts? god Oh, I've had grape nuts, but I'm not into them. It's another old person. Like my dad would eat grape nuts or total. I was a big fan of uh, fruity pebbles. I was really like that. We don't have fruity pebbles over here. Cocoa pebbles. Do you have shreddies? Is that shredded wheat? No, shredded wheat is a different thing. But I also like shredded wheat. Shreddies are like um, grannies knit them. Is the uh, <laughs> I'll send you the I, I, yeah maybe maybe email but that to do, me like, or something yeah shreddies are also a very nice cereal the cookie <laughs> crisp for the win and golden nuggets they're such a good stoner cereal I don't know if I know that nuggets. one either I just remember like stoners get really creative with certain things like things to make oh, yeah. bongs out of but they also get really creative with like ways to eat cereal like you put peanut butter in your cereal and you eat it so I remember like it was around that time when I was like really into smoking weed probably like my early twenties. Um, 
I learned how to make Rice Krispie treats because I didn't. Yeah. My my mom would just buy them. My mom didn't really make those, so I never uh-huh. knew that you just put a bunch of marshmallows, Rice Krispies, stir it all together, and cook it. I just didn't know that. And so, a girlfriend at the time showed me, and it was just like a revelation. I'm like, wow, I could I could do this. I could do this myself. In fact, I don't even need to use Rice Krispies. I can use Fruity Pebbles. And so, yeah, like yeah. I remember I made this big thing of like Fruity Pebbles and like a shitload of marshmallows. And you bit that, and it was like your teeth were just going to, it was so much sugar, like your teeth became like brittle. And then it was like, I was so hopped up, like I actually had a sugar crash after you. And so, well, I got to the point where it was like in the morning, I'll just have like a couple bites. I'm like, I'm ready to go. You know, it's like, it's like almost like meth. And I like made like a meth, a little meth uh, confection or something. One of my greatest stoner cereal types of moments is, you remember when M&M's Krispies came out? Oh, yeah. I was about 17, 18. I remember vividly when they came out. I love M&M's. Like, I don't really like chocolate, but I love M&M's. They're my favorite chocolate. Like peanut butter um, M&M's. Oh, the, yeah, the peanut ones are my favorite. Yeah, those are the best. But I was eating the crispy ones. I ate the whole bag, and I was like, I'm going to get another bag of these. And I'm going to have them as cereal because these would be fucking amazing cereal. And I got like, I got really stoned, got myself hyped up. I was like, yeah, pouring the M&M's. It's real healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, because fruity pebble, like <laughs> rice crispies, healthy. <laughs> and I poured the, uh, poured the milk on and it was just such a disappointment. They yeah. went really soggy. All the colors ran. It was just like not worth it. I had like free free mouthfuls, and I was like, "No, I have to chuck this out." Which is so disappointing when you're so stoned that you can't even eat something that you have created. Well, I think in your mind, you think you know it. You have this conception of what it's going to be. Like I, I remember, um, yeah, I thought uh, I was thinking like, you know, I have all these singular gummy worms, but why not just make one big massive gummy worm? And I could just eat it. Did you eat like it. Braid, braid them together? No, I, t- I, I just took them all and I put them in like a, a pot and just kind of melted it. And it doesn't oh. turn, it doesn't work like that. It's like, it, no, it doesn't. And you ruin the pot too, because you can't get it out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't as, but See, whatever. I, I just would have like braided them all together and then like kind of made them into like a snake king. I thought I could yeah. reform them. Like, you know, I thought they were malleable. <laughs> I could reform them into another shape. Like, I wanted a yeah. big gummy ball that I could just sit and watch, you know, the Simpsons and just chomp on yeah. it. Yeah. I really want some cereal now. Didn't work Didn't work that way. <laughs> so I showed him where the quarter milk was and then he got his milk and he was on his way. But I'm just telling you, the people that come in Did there, they weed? don't, he wasn't wearing a mask. People come in and they're not wearing a mask and there's nobody in there to regulate and say, hey, you can't be in here without a mask. But yes, I do wear my mask and I do protect myself. And thank God everybody in my family has not had COVID. Everybody's been safe. And yeah, we do get together all the time, which they say you're not supposed to, but we do. And we're going to have a big celebration at Grandma's house on Christmas Eve. Don't do it, Wad's mom. That's well, risky there, Wad's mom. But it I is guess risky there. But if you're hanging out all the time, aren't you supposed to keep a bubble of like four or five people or something? Yeah, our bubble is a lot less over here. What's your bubble? Uh, you guys are pretty... Uh, it's like one or two people in the bubble. You can have one yeah. or two people. And you're not meant to hang out with like more than six other people. You guys are, are loners. You enjoy your solitude. We do. And I do. <laughs> well, uh, Merry Christmas there, Wad's mom. Um, I hope yeah, you have a good you, one. Yeah, love you, Wad's mom. 
I like these stories from the grocery store. Have you ever had that? Have you ever caught, caught a shoplifter and like chased him down, Ooh, knocked him out? You know, because I finish work very early in the morning. I'm often in the supermarket buying like wine and stuff at daft early times. And I do think, I wonder what other people think of me as I'm stood here with my bottle of Woodford Reserve <laughs> at 8 a.m. <laughs> Being like, yeah. Wearing a mask. <laughs> Wearing ready to a rob mask. the joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, I want to. I want to know about that. And uh, do you ever? Uh, do you do you work stoned, or do you just only get stoned at night? She says she only smokes a few times a yeah. She only week. smokes at home. She's a, she's a classy stoner, D. Don't she's put a her classy these, stoner. These yeah. Six a.m. Men's rolling in. But if I if I was when I worked at a grocery store though, I would be smoking on my breaks. Yeah, but weed. like we're not classy people at the Watts Mall. That's true. I was also we're like. A- 15 or 16, 15. I think. Yeah, yeah you got no, that nothing to do. Good to hear from you, Wad's mom. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, Wad, and the, and the whole family. Um, speaking of a, a good person here, I guess we called in to uh, wish us some holiday cheer with a story. Ooh. Marshall Island Tony. Oh, yeah. Haven't heard oh, from good. him in a yeah. while. It's good to hear I from Marshall Island Tony. I had some questions from Marshall Island Tony. Yeah, and he, he kind of answers some of these. Ooh. Hey, it's Tony. Um, you didn't kind of inquired about my employment, and one job that I've done that I think goes with the season is uh, I've worked as a priest of sorts in the past. Shut up. That's unsettling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it kind of. You know, he's a he's a taking advantage of uh, people in weakened states. Which is well, I guess, yeah, I guess that you know, I mean, I guess that yeah. he's kind of priestly. So I mean, he, he fits never the would stereotype. have thought that though. Never would have thought that. I think you want a little more explanation on that. Um, uh, yeah. In Japan, what they consider Western-style weddings are popular. So these companies have built all these imitation chapels, and um, since it's Western-style, you have to have a gaijin face doing them. Oh, she's so a fake priest. <gasps> That's really funny. I wonder if he dressed up like Elvis. And as there aren't any really real foreigner priests in Japan, almost all the out guys doing these weddings are people like yours truly who got his qualifications to perform divine heavenly rites by... Would you get married by Marshall Island, Tony? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if he's dressed like Elvis. Why not? An Elvis priest. Yeah. Paying some ministry website 50 bucks for a certificate. And, uh, no, but you had to do the whole act. You know, I, I sent you a picture of wearing the robe. And yeah, you wouldn't believe this picture. Like, he sent this picture. He said he's completely opposite of what I pictured him to look like. Uh huh. You I have did... to send me it. I want to see it. Yeah, he kind of looks a little bit like Jason Siegel. You know that guy? Yeah. yeah. Also, you know, we were talking about men in Hollywood with big dicks. Jason Siegel's on a Jason Siegel has a big dick? Yeah, he gets it out. And, um, I think it's Forgetting Sarah Marshall he gets it out, which is an awful film, but I, I watched it just to see his Did car. Russell Brand get his dick out? Oh, no one wants to see that fucking. He's got a <laughs> shrimp penis. No one wants to see that. Did the prayers or had put my, you know, my hands through the heavens and, you know, pretend I was really praying and all that stuff and... Seemed like the little nippers. I thought it was a real priest summon them in a way because, you know, like afterwards a couple times they had old ladies come up to me and tell me, oh, I go to such and such a church. I'm like, yeah, that's just wonderful. I'll let that go. But it wasn't a bad gig. I'd get around 130 bucks U.S. per ceremony and um, 
I whipped those weddings out like 15. Do you think he had to be ordained, like get credentials no, to do this? No, he just said that he went online and he got a certificate, which anyone can do. So you, that, but I mean, I think it was your, your ordained a minister. That's what I did when I married my sister. Yeah, well, he yeah. must have done the same thing. Or all these marriages are fake and they don't know it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe they don't know. And it's, you know, here, I tell you, 130 bucks will go a lot longer than 15 minutes in Philippines or Thailand. And I use just I just use the same basic script every time, so it wasn't too tough. Um, you know, I wa kanyo deari, I wa nasaki bukai, mata da tamakoto shinai. You know, love is this, love is that bullshit. And um, sometimes the bride would be bawling her eyes out, and I'd always want to tell them, you know, if you want something to cry about, why don't you cry about how much you're paying for this ridiculous bullshit shit show? But <laughs> I held my tongue. That's how I feel about all weddings. <laughs> and of course, uh, a lot of the brides are pretty hot. And I've yeah, I was wondering if he was trying to like creep on some of the bridesmaids. Of course he will be. I bet he was trying it on with all like the bride's mothers and the bridesmaids and basically any woman that stepped near him. I bet Marshall and Tony was, you know. Tony, did you fare well in Japan? Up. Like, did you? Because I've I've heard American he dudes have. can. Uh, can shag well, white guys in general, not just American. You'd have gone white guys in general. Ro Rapunji. That's it. Where all the hostess bars are, I bet they all fucking knew Tony in the hostess bars. When I was in Rapunji, we're hanging out. I that's what I heard. Like I had some friends that were in the military, and they were like, "Oh, you gotta go check out Rapunji. It's crazy." And maybe it was back in like the 2000s or something. It's where all the whiteies are. Yeah, like when I was uh, when I was there and we were hanging out with some of the fans that live there, they're just like, oh, dude, it's so lame. Mm. You know, it's like going to Fisherman's Wharf or something. It's just so lame. Yeah, yeah. He's like, we could, but there's way cooler places to go with way better hostess oh, yeah. bars. That's, yeah. That's like every city, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder, I like... back in the day, Tony was... Well, it was but my friend uh, that I worked with was there in like I don't know like the early '90s, and he's in the Navy. He, that sounded pretty insane. A lot mm -hmm. of hookers, a lot of hostess bars. But yeah, so Tony, I want to hear like, were you pretty successful with the Japanese uh, women? Like, uh, did they like you? I mean, you speak Japanese, you must have done done all right. I still want to hear some stories from like Tony's childhood, like where he grew up. Maybe like you know something significant that happened to him in his childhood. Did Did you ask last time how he lost his virginity? I did. I would so, still like to yeah. know that story, but I want to know that story from everyone. Just <laughs> some of them get in a bar or a brothel. Although that is yet to happen. But once I was in this bar and this guy came up to me. And he goes, "You know, are you a priest?" And I'm. Turns out he thought he... What, did you wear that outfit around, like, just around town? Well, why wouldn't you get your money's worth, man? Oh, my God. I wonder if he, like, had his own confession booth. Just his dick out the whole time. <laughs> Probably. It's me. He went to his sister's house, watched the wedding popular video. in Japan. Sure enough, it was me who had married her, technically. <laughs> and uh, this was, like, a few years prior. And I said, well, she, you know, she's still married? He's like, yeah. I said, well, you could... uh." Thank my divine heavenly guidance for that. <laughs> and so anyway, D, um, I was thinking, you know, even though you're a dirty heathen Jew, uh, for all the podcasting pleasure you've provided, uh, if you ever decide to tie the knot with you know, Harrison, Kate, or anyone in between, uh, I'm willing to offer you my services. I'll let you do me down good in the price, too. So Yeah, I'm not paying 130 bucks. Just something to consider. 
Happy holidays. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not going to pay. I'm definitely going to get a bargain there. 130 <laughs> bucks my ass. It's um, expensive. Wow, that's a that's a weird gig to get. That's a weird. You would gig. never have thought that from Marshall. I never would have thought that Marshall Island Tony was a man of the cloth. What else did you do there, Marshall Island Tony? Like in Japan, like what else do you do for Japan. a living? Yeah. That's a, that's a, well, my friend that lives there that does the Got Faded podcast, Johnny. That guy's a hustler. He's got like ten different jobs. It's like yeah, a yeah, show yeah. promoter. DJ, an artist, podcast, he does a bunch of stuff. So I feel like a lot of white guys just kind of have to do whatever makes you money. So this gig, though, Johnny should do this. Yeah, Be a priest. Should. Yeah, steal Marshall Island Tony's ex-job. Does anyone want to get married by a rabbi over there? Because I could do that. Just get the beard, the hat. I, can pull I wonder that if off. Marshall Island Tony, I want to know if he still has the robes. Yeah. Does I he dress up in those are. Yeah, does he dress up in them and nail chicks? <laughs> I think he does. Someone tells me he does. Yeah, it's hard to get blood and cum stains off the robe. You would know. <laughs> well, thank you there, Marshall Island Tony. And Kate actually brings up an interesting point. I think it would be interesting. We've done this on the show. If people called in with uh, stories of how they lost their virginity. They're always my favorite stories to hear. Yeah, they are kind of interesting. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do a segment on that, like virgin stories or something. Yeah, I have a pretty good suicides. one. I have a pretty good one, but oh, uh, do you? I'm not going to get into it now and then mm. tease it. But uh, maybe maybe we'll do that, like a like a segment where people call in about the the story of when they lost their virginity. Yeah. I've always said though, I'd love to go find that girl now. And you know, after so many years, decades, and just have well, sex with her and be just be like, who's crying now, bitch? <laughs> who's crying now? That's what I'd want to do. Wonderful. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, people call the Sigma Hotline, 323-522-4032. We did get an email from a guy. Of course he knows this. Uh, Frank from Germany. He says, hello. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. If uh, you want to know how the Nazis wanted to show their Christmas, just go to YouTube and search Weihnachten 1942, Berech der Wochenschau. I don't know. <laughs> just Weihnachten 1942. You did well. It's taken from the weekly newsreel, which is shown in cinemas all over Nazi-occupied Europe. The newsreel yeah. shows idyllic pictures of Germany in winter, women baking a Nazi gingerbread man. <laughs> like with a little Hitler mustache? I wonder. Cute. Um, women artists and nurses packing gifts for soldiers in Russia. I'm sure they did that. And little children visiting uh, wounded soldiers in the hospital. And in the background of the pictures, from the front, um, with the uh, soldiers receiving gifts, you can hear the Nazi Christmas song, Ho He Nacht der Klaren Stern, Highest Night of the Clear Stars. This is how the Nazis wanted their Christmas to be seen. The private Christmas of the Germans was mostly very different from that and had mm -hmm. not lost any of the traditional Christian background. So it oh, sounds like right. so it sounds like superficially they're doing like the Nazi, you know, hanging Everything. the Nazi grenades and the Nazi the Hitler ornaments. But as soon as they left, they went straight back to putting like Santa and Rudolph on there. Well, I do imagine that if you were high up in the SS or maybe if you were in the Nazi party and working, because there was a lot of people signed into the Nazi party who weren't necessarily working Nazi jobs. Um, if you were high up working in the Nazi party, you definitely would have been hanging mini grenades 
on your trees. I think you had you to. Fucking believes you believed. But yeah, I, I imagine the vast majority of people would just like nine. Nine. Just do their nine. private Christmas. Yeah. Um, people check out the new Sick and Wrong Reddit page. It's just uh, r slash Sick and Wrong podcast. No spaces. Um, there's some pretty gross shit on there now. Quite a few people posting too. Uh, did you see that video I posted of the uh, the chick at the rave just like squirting everybody with her breast milk? I did see that I, because I have to approve the posts. So yes, <laughs> that did pass. How my many times eye. you wink to it? Oh, at least twice. <laughs> I am a dairy queen, so you know, throw the milk at me, baby. Oh, that would have been a good happens. title for that one. I think I said like yeah, Milky dairy Rave queen. or something. Dairy yeah. Queen oh, would have been good. Milky Rave, still good. Yeah, yeah, that that worked. Plan words. Anyway, go check it out. R slash Sick and Wrong podcast. Once again, not for the faint of heart, soft and warm crowd. It's pretty gnarly. Um, also, uh, the Sick and Wrong uh, Patreon is is getting crazy. Got a lot of mm-hmm. people signing up these days, and we do appreciate it. We, we are kind of like doing a lot more than we ever did on Patreon before. Um, not only are we doing extra story and phone calls, but the outtakes have kind of become their own thing. And the outtakes yeah. of like, we're, we're kind of doing our own show now, and uh, on, the, on the outtakes, cover news stories and, uh, and, uh, and, and spicy personal stories. A lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on there at the outtakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so so uh, definitely go check that out. And also, um, just for a couple bucks more, you can check out the bonus episode of Sick and Wrong that we call Sick and Wrong Overkill. Uh, this week, actually, kind of keeping with the theme of the, uh, the hidden folk, um, I looked up all these stories about... So people always think of like these elves and gnomes and these magical creatures that are like, you know, building crystal palaces and, and you know, playing music on their pan flutes. Well, these are stories of when little folks attack. And they're horror stories. Like I was looking this up and it's like, I mean, they like terrorize families. Yeah. I mean, and these are like little creatures. I mean, they're like two feet tall with little red caps scaring the shit out of your kids. It's, oh, see, it, that's that's the job I really want on Christmas because I'm pretty tiny. <laughs> you should just be crampus. And I would, ju- yeah, I just, I just want to ruin Christmas for other people. So it's I want the this Grinch, job. the Grinch. <laughs> um, you know what happened to the Grinch? So anyway, this week we did the overkill about uh, when uh, gnomes attack. You have to go check it out. Um, yeah, just uh, and also once you sign up for Patreon, you get an invite to the Sick and Wrong Discord. And it's a good time over there. We do appreciate your support. As I mentioned before, I'm trying to save up to buy a new iMac. Um, I, I, I should have probably bought, updated my equipment. <laughs> um, which I just, yeah. well, it works, you know. It's like my car. I'm still driving the rabbi's car. It works. You know, why not? Yeah. But, but now it's not working as well. So I got I to gotta do that. I'm still, my, my, my iMac's from 2007, this thing. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. It's a relic. Anyway, if uh, you know, we we appreciate you signing up and supporting the show. It does really help us yes. out. Um, Patreon.com/slash/sick-and-wrong. Also, there's a T Public store going on right now. I'm sure their uh, holiday specials are, are not happening, but they do a lot of uh, you know 30% off sales uh, usually like once a month. But if you want to go get some uh, sick and wrong merch, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com/slash/shop. Uh, finally, here's sick and wrong song of the week. I had no idea. I had no idea that there was a Tales from the Crypt Christmas album. Did you know this? No, a Christmas album. Yeah, like it's from called 
from the night. No, no, it's from 2001. It's called Have what? Yourself a Scary Little Christmas. And all the no, songs yeah. are sung by the Crypt Keeper. Oh my God, I love it. I love it's, the Crypt Keeper. And they're all like, you know, puns. But uh, what I'm going to do that for this week, we're going to end the show, the holiday show part one here, with uh, the Crypt Keeper's Christmas rap. Oh he my can God, flow. I love it already. No, he can flow. He, he definitely can. I bet he can. Yeah, he can he flow. He can do anything he wants. People will be back next week with episode uh, uh, 772, which will be our holiday show spectacular part two. We'll have some special guests. I know Steele's going to be here, Wackerly, my brother. Um, I actually reached out to Harrison, uh, but, uh, you know, and I never, I couldn't get a hold of him. Never heard back. He's a busy guy. The guy's got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on. It's the holidays. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe next year we can get all the Sickerong yeah. hosts on the show. That'd be but, great. Um, yeah, if you're out there, if you're hearing this, Harrison, Merry Christmas, man. I hope you're, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas to all the Gentiles out there. Happy Hanukkah to all the Jews. And happy solstice to all the heathens. We'll be back next week. Till then, take it sleazy.
check their green cards. <laughs> hey, what's Mrs. Claus doing tonight? She's gonna be free, cause you're going to be filling my order. You better get busy, Chubbo. <laughs> Saint Nick. Hello, it's Minnie Trucker Paul. From now on, call me Big Mac. And go to adamandeve.com and type in the entry code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, for all your in-the-bed needs. Honey, I'm going to adamandeve.com. Shut up, bitch.